Welcome, everybody, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And with me this time is Sam. Always. And Chicago Bob, Bobby Chicago, any way you want to slice it. The Windy City. Bobby Mad- Chicago. <laughs> the Windy City <laughs> Madman is here. So uh, how like you doing, Bob? That one. Good. How are you? Um, not too bad. We're going to call this episode The Exploited. And it was based on, in this case, everything kind of centers around the NPD, obviously. But we wanted to focus a little more on uh, people within the organization that WIG has rendered, tried to, you know, squeeze as much out of them for as little remuneration as possible. But before we start going into that, Bob, you had a few thoughts about the contract you wanted to share with the with the listeners. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I haven't really weighed in on the... Um basically the the summer vacation <laughs> um i haven't well you and i recorded something last night but it's like a patreon thing so um i guess on a bigger scale i haven't really weighed in on the the contract but i really think that um i, I brought it up on an episode where i was calling it a, a coke sold here kind of idea and uh, with Sirius XM, where they, they basically just want some kind of licensing deal with Howard. And Howard hates licensing deals. He doesn't want to put his name on anything unless he has control over whatever the entire creative process. But I think really what's going on with that, with with them forcing him to take this break, I don't think it was part of the contract was... I think they essentially have given him these two months to figure out how to do his show with a much scaled back budget. Mm-hmm. And I think that this contract is much, much different from previous ones that he's signed in that they have complete control over his show now and they'll shut it down when they want to. And if he doesn't come back to them with a decent plan and let them know who he's going to keep, who he's going to let go. Um, I think they'll just keep him off the air. Um, the reason why I think they did sign him again is because they're so heavily invested in his catalog that they bought from him. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you if you don't sign him again, you're basically saying I don't think he's very good, and <laughs> I don't think that this product is very good. And so people are going to look at this entire back catalog and say, okay, well, if you don't think he's very good, we're not going to really value, you know, what you've invested an enormous amount of money in. So I I think what Raven is saying is correct, too, in that they're going to they're going to kind of fade him out a little bit. He's going to get suffocated out. There's going to be more of these vacations. He's going to be off the air for longer periods of time. And honestly, I don't think he's even going to finish out the contract. Mm-hmm. Sam? That's my opinion. So I agree with you. And more evidence points to that when I posted that thing on Facebook that was that Jennifer Witz, Witz meeting. Well, how do you say her name? I don't even know. Witz, I, don't, I, Witz? I, 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 I think either way she'd be accepted. It'd be fine by her, but whatever she had it with investors and higher ups and they were going along with their profits for the year and what was coming up that was new howard was barely a mention and mm-hmm. when he was mentioned it was in contrast with but we have 
Kevin Hart and Seth Rogen and almost like, and we have, um, podcasts, podcasts. coming on for, pa yeah. for Pandora. So it was almost like Howard was a control study to mm -hmm. see how many more listeners they were going to gain from this new crop of entertainment that they that they have bought mm -hmm. and how much more value they were going to get from that and put it against this dinosaur and just yeah. to see the value. But it was almost like he was just being used for the time being just to put it against him just to see how bad he was failing. Yeah, like a pH test. Well, Bob? he... I, I don't think I bet if you look at who's actually listening to Howard, he's not bringing in any new listeners. He probably does have a listenership. And I bet if you look at the base, they've all listened to him for over 10 years. I, I would bet anything. So it's like they're they're like habitual listeners. They just listen mm -hmm. to Howard because it's what they've been doing for 20 years. Yeah. Um, and he's not really driving in new listeners. And they're going to no be changing their model without question. And I wouldn't be surprised. He's not going back to that studio. That's not happening. The studio's not his anymore. I wouldn't mm -hmm. be surprised if they also took him off the air for these two months because they're going to start renovations on that studio for whatever they're going to introduce in the fall. I believe um, it. Well, that's, I, yeah. Whether it's a guy that's kind of what's the guy's name? Andy. Andy something? Cohen. I mean, Andy he's, Cohen, that's, yeah. they're already kind of preemptively planting those seeds, you know, now that he's taking over. <clears throat> well, that's the other part of this that um, I was talking to Florentine about because he goes in for shows on Sirius and they are having hard they are having a hard time getting people back in the building. And part of the reason is Howard's not back in the building. So why do I have to show up if he's not showing up? Mm -hmm. And it's it, it's causing problems. And it's not helpful that he's not going back to work in the mm -hmm. building. And mm -hmm. it's also like, imagine how much commercial space it costs to keep a huge studio like that empty. Yeah, it's just yeah. insane. It's a glorified recording studio. I mean, that's what it that is. That no one's using. Yeah, and that time is money in those cases. But I think that the, it, you, Bob, what do you think? What do you think about the ads that we've been seeing? Also, like people have been popping up saying, "Oh, he's not featured." Yeah. Is it a case of he has control of it and doesn't want his ugly mug out there, or it's more like no. we don't we know he's not bringing in any new subscribers. In fact, they're just canceling in fucking droves. I mean, if you, every week on goddamn Reddit, it, it is a lot of people, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's a lot of people like, uh, you know, doing the whole guys, I just canceled my subscription and <laughs> you get yeah. response like this ain't canceled subscriber, uh, magazine monthly pal, <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, like people just busting balls saying, why do you feel the need to announce it? Well, the, that's the whole point. A lot of people, they're finally a lot of people. This is the last sort of bastion of fans left where they're going. I, I really don't know why I've stayed this long. Well, they Not might just, serious know. might be wanting <clears throat> they're wanting every dollar they can get, but they may be wanting to shed that kind of listenership because they're probably looking to just have a whole new model for how their product is consumed. Oh, sure. And um, and it's kind of like, I view it like, let's say I have a restaurant, and that's like my, my whole restaurant this whole time, the thing that I've marketed is I have uh, recipes from Fillmore. He's the head chef, and you're telling everybody how great it is, how great it is. And then you start to realize like, oh, man, 
is his recipes are kind of falling off, but you can't go back on it because you have so much of a stake in that. Yeah. Fillmore's your chef. So it's like it's almost like, oh, OK, new menu items are coming up from Chef Sam and Chef Bob. People are like, oh, what, what's going on with with Fillmore's like, oh, no, he's still here. You know, but uh, we, we've ha- we have these new it's like a slow fade out. You know, you're going to see the, yeah, your menu slow. items get little, you know, the, your, yeah. your items are going to shrink because they I think they're just trying to preserve this investment that they've already yeah. made without saying they don't think it's very good. Um, well, it's it's also it's also a case of um, uh, well, then this sorry, this has to, this leads to the point that they have to know his numbers. They have to know his they numbers. Know otherwise, they. Oh, yeah. 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 So uh, whether it's internal, uh, it's definitely internal. But um, in terms of how they track it, I'd love to be able to figure out what how that is. Um, yeah. Because because it's a whole Big Brother thing. How are you able to track down how many downloads? Like we know how many downloads we do. Yeah. We know from they the know. analytics. Oh, they they absolutely one hundred percent know. They yep. are not in the. If I paid someone twenty dollars, I don't I don't even have the budget they have, and I go. Hey, do some market research for an hour and go online and see what people think at Howard Stern. I mean, it, it would take them about twenty minutes to realize, uh, yeah, this guy's ship sailed. You know, it's it's not good. Yeah. Um, and I guarantee when he signed that contract, because they they held him to the last minute, they probably approved his previous budget for another six months. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be up in September and they're probably going to scale it back. And there's probably going to be like a graduated scaling back. And they probably oh, let yeah. all those people on his staff know, which is why a lot of them, even though they can't disclose it, they're like, yeah, we know we actually know what's going to happen because Sirius is telling us this time. It's not Howard. OK, so so, so put so put your money where your mouth is. Then let's say, do you figure uh, complete cancel? Do you think the show is going to be just dead and buried inside of six months? No, I I think it's just going to be really, really, really scaled back. He's not going back to the studio. It's cheaper for them to do whatever they're doing right now, whether it's not live. And a lot of his staff is probably what they're going to do is they're they're going to take them off salary. But if they need them to still be characters, they'll probably get paid for an appearance. Yeah, um, they're going to get rid of a lot of the writers. It's just going to be a very scaled back thing. They're going to try to uh present it like it isn't because that's that's why they're doing all this stuff with oh it's a 500 million dollar contract because they want to keep allocating that this brand is still yeah valid valid viable Uh, sam sam i wanted to ask you because you didn't get a chance to answer on because we weren't doing stuff topics related to that do you think Bowie, for example sold the house because well, number one, they don't have to be in studio anymore, but two, he can't afford it. Or do you think it was just not practical? No, I think because of the housing market, he's going to make a killing on it. So mm-hmm. downsizing would make sense considering his children are now adults and they have yeah. their own lives. And right now selling a house, you are going to make a gigantic profit. Now, depending on where he's looking to buy, mm-hmm. It depends on how much, because as a buyer, now you're kind of screwed, but it just, just depends. I can imagine he's going to make a killing off that house, downsize, and make a sizable profit. Yeah. I don't, um, I think that, uh, like Bob said, he's 
he's going to pay people for like appearances, but that's what you get for not signing with a union ever because Mm -hmm. then they can just cancel your job at any point with no real notice. And then all of a sudden now you're just some, (laughs) basically like you're a cameo for the Howard Stern show. I mean, how fucked up is that? And you could have a family. It doesn't matter. You could have, you know, a whole life that you're depending on that paycheck and what yeah. does he care as long as he's making his millions that That's he already right. has with all yeah. those and, assets? And he's no late Jay Leno. Now you got Brett, Brent uh, resorting to uh, trying to sell pictures of his dick for 15 bucks uh, <laughs> to interested parties, which, you know, if anybody in the, who's in that club might need to go see a therapist. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let's go into this. If, unless you got more to say, Bob, we can start off no. with, the, uh, with the clips. Um, we're going to start off with the... Um, uh, this particular one is an Andy Dick clip that uh, was on the Greg Fitzsimmons show, and it was kind of famous at the time because, of course, it was part of the big tirade. So here it is. When he was first making his precious $500 million deal, he came to me. I think I was the first one. Yeah. Andy, we need material. I want you to have your own show. And I'm like, that sounds fun. By the way, and I said, and that's, that's why I did it, because it was going to be fun. Yeah. I said, you know, you don't even need to pay me. Oh, he took that out. <laughs> he took that one. And I, I, for two years, I did the show and never got paid a cent. And I'm not complaining about that. I'm yeah. pointing out the fucking Jew facts. Yeah. I never got paid. <laughs> no, we don't condone any anti-Semitism, guys, because well, it's actually if, if Andy is, in fact, Jewish, it's just self-loathing. It's not anti-Semitism at all. But um I, I found that hysterical that he had to bring that up, that they, they didn't offer him any money, and he said, oh, I'll do it anyway. Now, I think it shows also his desperation at the time because mm-hmm. Andy Dick's name is Mud in the business, and I, I don't know what he's doing now. Maybe he's got his own podcast. Um, but uh, the, the fact that you, you've got this mega million deal and you can't even pay this guy to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, he did say that. Don't pay me. I, I'll do it for free. Yeah, it's his own. Stu- it's own. It's <laughs> and, own and you stupidity. know, that's like that's music to Howard's ears. Oh yeah, totally, Bob. Yeah, <clears throat> the whole reason why I kind of wanted to do this uh, this episode was people with MPD are just beyond exploitative. Yeah. And I've just been amazed over the years by how much content and writing and just how much Howard has got for free. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I just, I can't believe these people would go on with the, and it, and it's all in proportion to like his salary and everything, you know, I mean, I come on this show, I don't get paid to be on it, but you don't, if you made like a million dollars an episode, I would probably like everybody knew that Howard was making this wealth and like, all these people would would just give him free material constantly mm-hmm. and and he never took care of anyone and that's why i wanted to highlight this certain aspect of of the way that he operated which was just completely exploitative of his staff mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> it was almost expected not yes. to get paid like it was almost like even as the trajectory of his wealth changed mm-hmm. the people's mentality that worked for the show or that came on the show or contributed in some deeper way like Andy Dick or Greg Fitzsimmons it was almost a given that you were barely going to get paid no right. ma- even though he was making a shit ton more oh which yeah I, I, 
it's really crazy how they just didn't change their mentality or thinking towards the project. Yeah. Right. Like Artie, for example, had immense leverage leaving from terrestrial going to satellite and really should have crowbarred into a new contract saying, look, I'm a big part of this move. And if I don't go, I guarantee you guys are going to be over a barrel. So, uh, mm-hmm. and they, knowing Howard, he would just told him to fuck off. Like he literally would have said, we don't need you. And then you would have seen a pre- precipitous drop off right away. And he did not want anything to happen like that first, because he was still dependent on the first two years or three years of subscriber bonuses, hoping it would happen, only made the first bonus, didn't make any subsequent ones because people didn't fucking decide. (laughs) I think word of mouth about the shitty technology of Sirius got out more Mm -hmm. than anything. And also then he got, oh, we're, we're off on Fridays. So wait a minute, you want me to pay for your show for less days a week and I have to buy this fucking hardware that doesn't help me with any other bit of radio. Right. Like, right. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make me a, a coffee. It doesn't fucking start my car when I'm, it's cold and I want to be inside. It's mm. just to listen to your fucking show. Yeah. Oh, and the other programs on Sirius, which I don't know how many people gave a fuck about them then. So, um, I mean, if they had any balls and Artie was say like in a better state of mind yeah. at some point, if they said, let's walk out, let's, mm-hmm. let's all of the underlings and Artie said, we are not coming back to work unless you pay us more. Yep. Maybe he would have said, I'm firing everyone, but I don't think that would have happened. I think no, they would have had the upper hand. He, they would have had the upper hand. He would have had to pay them more, and he would have resented it and only treated them worse. Yeah, Because the people that he would have had to hire, he would have had to pay more anyway. That's right. Well, the thing with Artie is what got me thinking about this whole topic because there was this interview with him <clears throat> many years ago, and he was saying he, he doesn't get residuals off of any of the episodes that Howard has sold and and to to Sirius that they use. And I guess they were replaying him quite a bit. And mm-hmm. I don't know the, all the facets of radio, but generally anytime there's a creative product that's being recorded and there's mm-hmm. key players in it, whether it's music, movies, TVs. Yeah. Those people generally, if they're repeat or key figures, get some sort of residual money. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, oh, my God, like, you got no residuals off this thing that he sold for probably hundreds of millions of dollars. It was just mind blowing to me. Well, this is so this is something maybe with Carrie, I'm going to go into uh, the uh, Stuttering John lawsuit against Sirius XM that he tried. And mm. basically it was, it was a cash grab for John really yeah. desperately trying anything he could to get at stuff. But I think there is some kind of, uh, I think there probably was some type of case because John was not part of Sirius when they started using his clips and replays mm. and nor, nor I believe, did he sign anything saying, listen, I might've signed my rights away for terrestrial, but I never had anything to do with Sirius. So right. it's time to renegotiate. So sure. if he had enough juice he probably would have got something out of it. And Artie, who you just said, explained as the concept of the show, was in the business. And he yes. got residual checks and talked yes. about it on the air. So he said, every Christmas I got elf checks and every yes. fucking, you know, yeah. summer I got Hallmark m- money from the stupid, you know, films I did and, you know, The Bachelor and shit like that. And so yeah. he knows about that crap. Here's, and that's a key point moving forward in this episode and there's a reason why I chose the clips that I chose. The people that are in the industry know, mm-hmm. you know, and they know when he's doing something wrong, they keep their mouths shut about it. 
but they know that things are not supposed to operate the way that he's operating. They know mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's like getting a, it's like getting a record deal. It's like getting a record deal. You know how old record deals they screwed over the musicians yeah. back exactly. in the you, day. You, you, st- you started exactly out owing you started exactly. out owing them their adva- the advance. And it was contingent on your record sales, like whatever they paid you up front, including recording and studio time and all that shit. That was the money you got, but you had to pay them back. Yeah, that's like how TLC went broke. Pretty much. This is even different from that because it's like a guy who, um, you know, I'll give a great example. Coming back to Jay-Z, he had the second biggest single of his career he he had this guy do the hook for this song that he knew was not set up with publishing. Mm-hmm. So the second biggest song of one of the most successful rap careers and selling artists of all time, Jay-Z knew that he wasn't set up to get residual monies off that. And he basically forced him, you know, because he was the boss of that company to mm-hmm. give him this hook and never paid the guy a dime. That's what I see Howard doing time and time again, where people get so caught up in the aura of the show and him that Howard exploits that because he gets gold off of them and knows he does. They're not set up. They're not sophisticated, you know, like whack packers and these other people. They're not in that industry. They don't know that. Hey, if I'm if a whole TV show that has a budget that has Mm -hmm. a film crew that he's getting paid for. You know, you should really be getting compensated for being on that. So there's a there's a big difference and in the equally, two people. Equally telling is the fact that now that Cameo exists and whatever else people use, there are different versions of Cameo, like different styles of the same friggin' concept. Now mm-hmm. that that exists, hi, Eric, why does he need to fucking show up on the show ever? Now that right. people are willing to pay him to go, hi, daddy, and send him like birthday fucking gifts, whatever you know, birthday gifts of him, then fuck the Stern Show. And the Stern Show only ever used sponsorship money to pay guests when they exactly. did. Exactly. When that yeah. sponsorship money went through the, out, out, out the fucking window, so did these guest appearances. Isn't that amazing? Like, oh, Beat doesn't show up. Oh, hi, Crazy Alice doesn't want to show up. No, because you won't fucking pay them. Right. And eventually they get someone in their lives who go, is he giving yeah. you anything for this? And they're like, yeah. um, no, Artie gave me a little something one time. That's right. Artie gave you something. Artie took you to the fucking Yankees, like Galleria and bought you jackets and shit. Howard didn't give you anything. Right. Right. So anyway, this particular one is about the Bob Levy and the clips, the Chuck, I'll set it up. Basically the Chuck Zito, uh, Arturo Gotti, um, charity, like uh, there was a, some fight that was scheduled to raise money for Arturo Gotti's family. And, uh, it went on for, I remember it, it was like a minute long plug that Fred was reading. And then Howard got all bent butt hurt and said, what the fuck is this? What are all these, cl-, you know, these clips. And so he went after Levy the end of the show plugs that they were talking, which they already promised him when they started at Sirius. They said, look, we don't have much money, but we'll pay you in plugs. So that was the agreement, according to Bob and, um, and according to Bowie, supposedly. But now you're going to hear them try to get out of it like the fucking s- snakes they are. So we'll go with Le- Levy's tirade, part one. After all the shit that I do, I, I ask, can I come in for 15 minutes and fucking just plug this fucking thing? I got an email back that, oh, no, 
we're a little too busy this month. Oh, yeah? Oh, let me see. Who the fuck is on then, okay? Who who are these superstars? Email from who? From who? Gary, you can't give me fucking 15 minutes after all these years being your fucking guy. Your fucking guy, as you say. I'm your your fucking guy. I talk. I loved how Bob was so zen in our interview. He was like, hey, man, it was all right. It was fine. He sounds like he's about to snap next. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that, that seems like someone on the edge just a little bit to Artie today Artie is 100% on my side saying mm-hmm. that it's a fucking it's a disgrace for them to fucking even say no to me it's a fucking disgrace to give me 15 minutes you know why don't we just open up the door to Bob Levy and come let in him, anytime anytime so this is it was then he he made this tirade on the the miserable men show which surely has reconvened, guy. By the way, guys, I'm sure it's a fucking barnstormer, Bob. Okay, <clears throat> the reason why I wanted to do this is like, imagine you're in a studio with Led Zeppelin, and you're like, hey, you should do, you should play this riff at this point, and they're taking what you're doing and they're actually using it, and they're making albums and selling money, and they're making tons of money, and they go, hey, man. Uh, we can't pay you or bring you in the band, uh, but we'll let you open for us, you know, when we play in New York. Okay, that's not the best deal ever, and it's not fair at all, mm-hmm. and these things happen. But for Howard to not honor that and for them to not honor that agreement is a major violation, and everybody and why all these comedians and why Artie and everybody is on his, his side is because this is a serious foul. Like, mm-hmm. you, you yeah. do not do this in that industry. Like, if you have a guy going out of his way to host shows, to write, to cut promos, to, to drive three hours there and back, to give you free material... And you don't honor a deal to to plug him on your on the show, you're seriously violating a code there. Like this is really not okay what he did. So mm. that's why I chose to use this or, or to 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 go over this. Like this is really bad. And <laughs> then with everything, Howard conflates the argument. Mm-hmm. So just honoring that is what Bob is talking about. But Howard says, yeah, why don't we just have Bob Levy come whenever he wants? That's not what Bob said. Bob didn't say, I just want to drop in whenever I feel like it. That wasn't his point or his argument. But to disarm listeners and to get people on his side, he conflates an argument that has nothing to do with the point yeah. And by the way, this is gaslighting. <clears throat> when we bring this term up, this is part of it. You're, you're distorting a, a history, and you're leaving out truths, and you're you're painting a picture of something where it's a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, e- even him saying, "Yeah, we can't have him in all the time. He just wants to come in." That's that's not at all what he was doing. So he's just it- gaslighting everybody in the. In the audience and everybody in that room right now, right? It's it's no different than uh, some guy saying, "Oh, you the the cop saying, oh, you punched your girlfriend.' No, 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 no. She grabbed my hand and she she pulled my fist to her face, right? Uh, you know, like that's that's what Howard would have you believe. Now the thing is, and this is a, a brilliant choice actually, Bob, because eventually Bowie 
pops the wind yeah. out of the, the, the fucking balloon and yes. uh, he just he indicts them uh, so don't ever <laughs> Bowie's another person should never get on witness stand part two guys Bachelor party for me. Fucking shove it up your fucking asses, okay? But let me you know. Not, what, let me. I, you let know me what? Say, fuck it. I was I was doing my wedding and that shit. Fuck it. I'm getting married next week. I save all this shit for them. Mm. Fuck it. I'm not saving anything. Everything's here. I don't need to be fucking loyal to to one fucking show for fucking all these years and get smacked in the fucking face. No. I think what was happening also, and Bob explained it on Mark's Friggin', but Bob explaining it to Mark Mercer is like Beetlejuice explaining it to, I don't know, Beetlejuice. Uh, the writing is horrendous. It's just beyond inarticulate. But at any rate, um, he said that um, w- because it was Sirius XM at this point, uh, he was still doing the Opie and Anthony show. And that they weren't allowed to have Norton come on Miserable Men. And Tim Sabian mm-hmm. was saying, and he's saying, well, look, if we're all one company, what's the problem? And they go, well, they are, Tim Sabian's argument to, to Bob was, well, they are, but they aren't. They're separate kind of thing. You're not allowed to have an association with O&A. Go mm-hmm. on to that particular show. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this is going to create, this is synergy. Like, it's this is going to. out of his pocket. Exactly. Fuck all that synergy. You're taking yeah. money out of my pocket. It's the same audience. ONA is the same audience that he's trying oh, yes. to reach. Absolutely. And also, and also, what are you doing for me if I'm mm. going to grant you this favor of not having certain people on? What are you exactly. doing for me? Well, Bob, but so so I guess it was um, T- Sabian who said, well, look, we, we took away the two plugs. We'll give you one back if you don't have Norton on your show. And that's when he, he walked. He said, fuck it. If I can't have Norton on the show, I'm leaving. Like, this is retarded. And he it wasn't, and he explained, what, somebody else explained, it wasn't a three-hour drive. It was three hours back and forth. Um, but at e- either rate, at any rate, he would talk about many times about how he wouldn't even get gas money to come into the fucking studio. And, yeah. you know. And he get these plugs at the end, which at the end of the show, there's nobody listening. There's no way there's more numbers of people listening at the end of Robin's News than there are in the middle of the show. Even oh, if, you it, know, again, it's serious. It's gaslighting and Artie yeah. calls him out on that, which y- you'll see as we go on. Mm-hmm. Nobody else that comes on to that fucking show sits there, writes bits for nothing, does shit for nothing, comes up here to film a 10-second intro to a fucking roast show when I'm three hours away for nothing. I've been doing this for fucking years, and you ain't gonna fucking smack me in the fucking face by telling me you don't got 15 minutes for me. Fuck you. Uh, Fuck you. And the irrelevant point is, oh, well, what was Bob doing before the show? It's irrelevant. You guys have made an yeah. agreement with this guy, and you've been using him, and you've been treating him as if he is a Richard Simmons, or he is, you know, Frank Stallone, and he's a welcome guest, and, he, you, you know, you, you treat him welcome, and all of a sudden you're going to treat him like shit for what reason? To debase him for the air because you're, you're struggling for fucking bits? Oh, they get to gaslight now, and they get to use this audio, and... Mm-hmm say things that aren't true and they get mm-hmm. to frame this argument in a disingenuous way. That's what That's they get right. to do. That's right. Because up until now, no one knows that this has been a deal. No one knows that Gary has agreed to talk to Bob and say, look, uh, we can't pay him, but give him these plugs. Now that if that were known, Howard would never have had a fucking leg to stand on, but because we know how he is, obviously we're, we're not fooled anyway. And I wasn't at the time. I knew there was something fucking nefarious going on. Yeah, I, it'll it'll come up later in a clip. I, yep. And I'll explain this is why I think it happened. Okay. Uh, secondly, how dare you? I mean, my God, 
we gave you your own show. You're on the air, right? You're, You're on the air. It. We don't give that to hardly anyone, lest you forget that. Not only that, every person who comes in here, Sal and Richard and all of them, talk about Bob Levy's new comedy club, and they're appearing there. Okay, this is this is what's a little infuriating. We gave you a show. No, no, no. Yeah. You, you tasked him to do a show that you weren't going to fucking pay him for or could pay yeah. him very little for. And he's giving you content. Free that you content. Feel, free content that you feel deserves a place, but you don't want to pay him. And his payment is plugs. This gets me more furious than anything oh. because these days, you know how many times I've been tasked to write for a fucking publication for uh, exposure? which is such a common thing now for writing. I'm like, fuck you. If there isn't even a fucking, like if you don't even allow me to turn down $10 per article or 15, stick it up yeah. your fucking ass. Go get one of your staff writer assholes that you dredge up from fucking Reddit. Uh, no, uh, you have to put a value on something and say like, this is my worth. Yeah. It's like saying, oh, well, I'd let him wash my car. Like, <laughs> oh wow, what a fucking deal. You're, you're too good to him. And on top of that, his plugs on his show, I mean, again, Howard's gaslighting, they're not even the same fucking caliber or no. species as, as a plug on Howard's show. They're two no. different things. That's right. And and also remember, the listenership for Sirius way dwindled from yep. when it was back on the regular radio. So it's not oh, yeah. even worth as much. No, it isn't. Right. And it, but in his stupid mind, he's still 15 million listeners and all that crap. I mean, we saw that from the summit, 30 million, 64, if you count the mother, the wife, the spouse. <laughs> okay. Uh, number four. Like, I think, by the way, I thought the roast and making him the roast master was a big thrill for him. Uh, maybe well, you should take him off that. I, I think the point for Bob is if we put Bob on the show off and he gets to plug what he wants to plug, nobody gets paid to be here. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like any guest that comes on, they get to come on and what they get paid in is plugs. And yes. we like plug gigs when he's not here like fred o'rita's plug once a week that's a, that's well, an enormous, that anymore. that's an enormous gift he clearly doesn't appreciate it he thinks we don't wow. do anything for him once a week once an enormous a week gift? It, it starts off as once a week and then howard gaslights and says it's every day later yeah. on yeah but yeah oh, it's a big thrill for you like <laughs> what does that mean like <laughs> Like it's Just so be happy hard with too. This. Like he gives him a ball. Like go play in the corner. You love playing with the ball. Like <sighs> the fuck out of here, man. And he acts like this. It takes such effort to just yeah. say, "Go see Bob Levy in Philadelphia." Yeah, like, right. It takes two seconds of your time. It's yeah, and somebody like Fred would be able to get that plug out in five seconds. Literally, mm. uh, see Bob, Reverend Bob Levy at Terrytown live. Did it Friday. Like ten seconds done. Yeah, he's an old pro at the at you know doing these fucking live reads. What does it matter? Right. Um, the other thing is, I meant to I meant to say this. Um, you got uh, Sam touched on it. There's a few lower listenership, and when we interviewed Bob, he was the one straight out said, "Look, we used to have these killers of comedy things, and we'd get fifteen hundred people. Then we got twelve hundred. The next year, we'd get like the next gig, we'd get seven hundred. So it was diminishing returns. So it kind of there's two things one is burnout because you're over you do too many gigs people stop showing up i mean it's right. no different than any musician sure. but yeah. but in and so you have to space things out but at the same time uh doesn't it kind of indict howard's listenership because if he did have 15 million people or, or you know 10 million people listening and you know uh, 0.0001 percent of the people wanted to go see levy there'd be so many that 
he could do 10 shows and still wouldn't be enough to accommodate those people in the size of those venues that they were doing. So, well, uh, you know, this I'll, is a bubble in, in Howard's big, you know, I'm so popular fucking bubble. I'll spoil the thing of what's going to come up, but I think Howard was talked to and said, these guys were not getting the ad revenue. We're not getting the listenership. They need to start paying for ads. Mm-hmm. And Howard brings that up. And I yes, think he that's why he drummed up this whole thing. Okay, we'll we'll bilk uh, Bob for some ad money. And whoever oh, comes in and wants wow. to wants to plug, <laughs> we'll get it. it. He brings it up. You, yeah. You'll hear it. You'll hear yeah. it. I, as, uh, I think I included it in the ones that I wanted. So, okay. <clears throat> People are hurting now for money. And, right. But, you and know, and everything's. But, and Bob, Bob, isn't, so loyal. Loyal Bob isn't so loyal to the show. He was on Kid Chris's it, almost every day. And I hear through the grapevine that yeah. part of what's freaking him out, this is what the guys in the office were telling me, is that now that Kid Chris isn't on, right. it's it's freaking him out because he's got right. less places well, to that's be. What See, I but figured. I think he figured that Kid Chris was a friend of the show. I don't know anything. No, 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 no. Told by Bob. the way, we never said to Bob, don't go on there. But right. if he's so loyal, I mean, uh, you know. If he's oh. so, listen to that fucking twat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sam had the same reaction I did when I re-listened to it. Um, the thing is here, and I, I don't know if I clipped it. I, I thought I, I'm pretty sure I did, but he, the reference is Mel Carmson, you know, he, he's not giving anybody any plugs, you know, exactly. you, you gotta pay for that shit. That's uh, the I don't one know that I was I, gonna, I can't remember I if I bring up, I can't remember if I plugged, I, I cut it, but I, I think I might've. So let's play the rest of this out. Stay on our show. But no, I don't have a problem with him doing that. I don't sit in tantrum and go, you did another show. And Bob's argument is that's exactly what happened. He had that someone is... that he didn't want. Norton wanted to be on more. He wanted to have him come in for miserable men and they didn't want to have that happen. Yep. This is totally a lie. Obviously he is bothered. And when he uh-huh. says, but if you're so loyal, that's, yeah. so y- you are bothered. You are putting it out there that, you are either loyal or you're disloyal. And I am reading that as you're disloyal, but you can go on the show. I don't have a problem with that. What? What? (laughs) That's completely two separate messages. Yeah. They always tell on themselves. They always project. They always tell on themselves. He absolutely was saying the opposite there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. You're not the good guy when you say that. <laughs> say say good night to the bad guy. Let's just say I'm playing devil's advocate. They don't have time, Please. and and they couldn't squeeze you in. Uh, are you maybe? Could I you mean, we a- should have time all the time for Bob, shouldn't we? <laughs> Overreacting a little bit. No, fifteen fucking minutes, Shirley. You know what the fuck I do. I know. I'm and, just and, and, and I'm fucking behind all those motherfuckers. <laughs> Every fucking person back there, mm-hmm. I'm fucking there for. You know what I mean? Out of my own fucking money, making sure that these motherfuckers get paid. By the way, yeah. Uh... No, before he goes into that, keep in mind, guys, that he, but Levy's right. He's going to talk about it, and that's going to be p- pissing them off either. He's saying that when he goes on tour with Richard and Sal, they get more money in one week with whatever gig money he gives them than they actually get paid on the show. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the, the sticking point here. And you can imagine Bob, like maybe going out of pocket to make sure these guys get what he originally promised them hoping it's no different than a promoter promoter books, a band pre-sells basically they say, look, we got to, there's guarantee or no guarantee. The promoter's taking the risk on the band and hoping right. they can sell out. If they lose money on the fucking gig, because 1000 people out of a 10,000 seater show up, the promoter gets it up the ass. The band's Correct. getting paid. Right. So 
He now it just means that next time when they come to town, he might not book that fucking band. But then, you know, so Bob's the one. I can see why he's so pissed. Also, this is showing how little they get paid through Howard, knowing how much they make. And mm-hmm. that's like, you know, a regular person who on the weekend does bartending, like in yeah. regular middle class life. That's not how it's supposed to be if you're on a successful show with yeah. millions of listeners in a multi. That's the life you're supposed. You're not supposed to have the same life as I do. That's you're right. supposed to have an elevated stature and wealth if you're right. on if you're working for somebody who makes 500 million dollars yeah you're not supposed to be having to do side gigs to get by well right. yeah Artie was the one giving them shit because they would stay at fans fans houses they would have fans <laughs> yeah. drive them from gig to gig and Artie's <laughs> like you guys can't afford a fucking hotel and and well, he wasn't apparently yeah, well, he was saying, like, look, I'm not saying you got to stay at the fucking Satai, but, you know, you can't get a holiday in somewhere and just, there's two beds. Ask for two beds and boom, it's 50 bucks each. You know, uh, you're going to be making more than that at the gig. And they're like, no, no, every, you know, every buck counts. I'm thinking, Jesus, do they have you on food stamps at Sirius? What's the story? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, is he referring to Sal and Richard? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think he's saying that he hires... Sal and Richard and Shirley. He hires Sal and Richard because they're on the show. Right, right. Like, if they weren't on the show, would he be so generous? Um, Okay. Oh, (laughs) let's let's question Bob's generosity, not the fact that you don't pay your staff enough so that they have to do shit like this. Yeah, this clip, this clip is, I'm not looking for, for Bob to work for free. Leave with fucking money. All I ask is to promote a fucking show, and it's a slap in the face. And Artie, I, and whenever we can't have Bob on, we always say, Fred, give Bob a plug. I mean, sure. I don't know. I know I've always does been he, very gracious to Bob. Does he? I mean, I don't. Does you he know. call in like every week or once every few months? I don't know. No, but but the fact of the matter is, what comedian can you name that we allow Fred to do plugs for right. when he just has a gig coming up? We do it because we like Bob. You That's know, the, the only reason we don't. Do, when I'm not looking for Bob to do any work for free. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's, then pay him. I mean, that's all. That's all you're doing is looking for him to work for free. You don't even want to give him plugs that cost you nothing. Sorry. Sometimes when it flies out of his mouth so directly, I gotta laugh. Sam. It's it's so true. Pay him, and also when Howard and I noticed this about a lot of narcissists or liars, they will say. I'm not lying. I'm gr- I'm gracious with Bob. No, you're not. You're not gracious with Bob. It's the exact opposite. But they preface the yeah. thing that they're not. They'll just make a declarative statement. I'm gracious. I'm generous. I'm kind. I'm mm-hmm. I'm this. But you you're not actually demonstrating any of those qualities. So you just right. making a declarative statement saying you're those things, but doing the exact opposite. Yeah. And the actions of what you do in life don't mm-hmm. show that. That's no, right. we really, I, I, I don't think so. So well, that, fuck you. That's, <laughs> that's why I wanted that clip pull because it was like, uh, well, are you paying I'm him? Delicious. No, well, you're literally asking him to work for free. You're literally doing the opposite. When someone does work for you and you don't pay them, they're working for you for free. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's like when people oh, get caught up in a it's it's like when people get caught in a it's like when I'm sorry when people get caught in a lie or something they're like I or whatever they're like, I want to be very clear you're not clear 
I no. don't know what the fuck you're trying to say. Do you think you're being clear? I mean, what? I can't stand when people do that. Like, I, don't I think, like, tell me you're this quality clear. that you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Bob gets a Bob gets oh a my God. Bob gets a daily plug on this show, <laughs> and I'm not even sure why. Why did he just said weekly, once a yeah, week, and exactly. now he's saying daily. Now it's so, daily gaslighting. Pretty soon it's going to be, look, every minute we mention Bob Bob Levy. Does he get a daily be- Because you know what? He was doing a lot of stuff with the roast. And I don't know. You know what? The well, squeak- done I got to say something. The squeaky wheel. He pounds away and pounds away and pounds away. And we're like, okay, we'll give Like, he asks for it. Now, Bowie throwing him under the bus. Now we're going to get right into it because Bob does call in. So this is <laughs> number 10. We pay people by allowing them to plug. Bye-bye. I'm wondering how Bob approached getting on the show. Did he just say, I need to come on and plug, or did he... Well, he said, you're you're let it happen. He certainly didn't get into, um, which I always take into account, like, hey, Gary, I'm down to the balls of my ass. He just said, hey, can I come in to do some stuff? I've got some great stories, and I spoke to him about it a little bit. And, you know, the stories that that are great great? to him may not necessarily be great to us. Ah, right. Other thing, and Gary's going to be the arbiter of what fucking story is good because Gary has a scary fucking comedy talent. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is the uh, this is the thing. Bob mentions in the initial thing that um, oh, you know, like I've got my wedding, I've got my bachelor party. I, you know, you know, they, they, I was offering like basically they could film it, which is what they would do anyway. And later on, you're gonna we're gonna get into clips that involve Lisa G. That's similar in in, in theory that. You, if you're part of the show, you should be able to be filmed at any fucking time and we can have access to that footage to use it for Howard TV and you don't get to do shit about it. And we're going to, yeah, for free. Absolutely. So we're going to exploit your life and every aspect of it. If you go to the fucking, if you get your oil changed, we want to film that footage, your interaction with the mechanic. Yeah. And meanwhile, Howard, if you get a free beer in his name, we'll have you on... (laughs) on the show and just put you over a barrel but no we get to turn your life into an episode and sell it for thousands of dollars like sure and let's say bob didn't offer them his wedding he would get shit for it they'd be like why wouldn't you let us film why wouldn't you let us film that wedding we could have used that yeah why didn't you tell us about it why didn't you we could have a couple cameras down there is the natural progression of things. We did a ton of roasts in a row, and they were all great. Right. And he did put them together, but you know, it was time for a break there, I think. Um, right. I mean, I think that's what you're thinking was, right? We did yeah. A, we did a bunch time. of them, and that was his thing, so he was probably feeling like mm. that's not around right now. But um, we've well, been we mulling always, around another roast. and. You know. But we always acknowledge his contributions by allowing him to plug things. And, you know, that's that's about that's about the way I see it. Next okay. clip is- yeah, go ahead. Let him plug it then. This is again why I pulled it. Well, so we simple. pay him by letting him plug it. Yeah. You're saying you don't want him to plug it. Like yeah. again, you're just you're gaslighting all of us again. And it's such a simple act. It's such mm-hmm. a simple task. Mm-hmm. I think Bob, what you said makes a little more sense if you think about it, because that the idea that they were starting to t- say like no this is ad this is valuable time that we need for ad revenue yeah so we can't waste time on bob's plug if we're not getting any money if he wants and to get, buy a plug yeah sure get get money so what howard says is he goes you know mel carmison can sit here and go hey this fucking guy he wants this thing's plugged he can buy ad time yep. and interestingly bob says i do buy ad time we do buy ad time and 
when Howard said that, I was like, that's exactly what happened. Because mm-hmm. that's not a thought Howard can generate in his own mind. No they way. came no. to him and said, can we get some ad money out of this? We have these guys coming on the show. They're plugging these things. Can we get some money out of them? Mm-hmm. You know, and I want you to yeah. cut back on his plugs. And I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And keep in mind, guys, that, the, you know, he's not making the subscribers are not joining in. Sirius XM has now merged and he's not getting he got his 25 million, which was part of his contract, but he's not seeing a bump in his bonuses because they didn't count them as Howard based subscribers when they merged. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, the, the lawsuit was about. So he's <laughs> I'm sure he's more pissed just because they don't even have the listenership like that didn't that tra- didn't translate into people at XM going, you know what, I'm going to buy Howard. Next clip, guys, is called I don't know where this came from. I'm not uh, I don't I don't know that I, you know pe- Gary will call me up and go hey Bob's a good guy you know we can't have him in all the time but uh you you might give him a plug for the I go you know give it to Bob I go of course Bob's Bob's part of our family and I don't know man I, I just <laughs> okay so now this is a complete reframing of the truth so now mm-hmm. this sounds like Howard gets to be Santa Claus he gets to be let's just charity let's just look at how giving i am you know gary just randomly brought this up to me and i just decided you know what yeah let's give him the plug because i'm such a generous gracious person remember when i said i was gracious here's an example yeah all of this is bullshit bullshit all of a sudden he's nino brown in the hood handing out toasters to the fucking masses now this is the funny part he goes, he's, she, Bob's part of the family. <laughs> he didn't address that he has a sister in private parts. And then he had a cousin who died penniless from cancer. <laughs> so maybe you don't use, can, is, you see Bob, Bob hearing us and going, please call me anything else, but don't say I'm family. That's not right. the agreement. They gave him plugs because he writes for the show and he for has nothing. other shows on their, on yeah. their channel that he doesn't get paid for. They're, Howard's never done a favor in his fucking life. All they do is, what can I get from you? That's yeah. how they think. It's completely exploitative all the time. And like World's Meanest Listener, that was a <clears throat> massive bit for the show back in the day. And then the Get John's Job, he was in there as well. Uh, he was responsible for a lot of good bits. Whether Whatever you feel about his comedy, which according to what most of our listeners who have seen Bob live, they say he's good. He's really good, actually. Yeah. Artie was the shit one in concert, as in, in you know, co- comedy shows. Also, we have a track record of Howard when he is generous, quote-unquote. He makes the biggest deal about it. He doesn't give anything to anyone. And when he does give things like a present... It's a big mm-hmm. spectacular. I mean, the Christmas party or whatever he does, he always makes it a big deal to show off what he gives. So yeah. if let's say he's saying, oh, I just gave Bob this plug. You don't think he would have made a big deal about it? Of course he would. Anything Howard mm-hmm. gives, he makes a big fucking deal about. It. He doesn't do anything for anyone for free. I bet, you ten, I bet you 10 bucks at Christmas. He before the presents were wrapped for this for his daughters, he would make sure the price tag was on the outside of the wrapping. Yep. So they knew exactly how much everything fucking cost. He the wouldn't great... even let his kids use the phone. Remember he complained about the phone bill back in the nineties? Oh, yeah. He goes, Help me pay for the lights. <laughs> Remember when he threw Artie, and that was another reason why I knew, I figured out Howard as an MPD when he threw 
Artie that birthday party, which of course got turned into a show and a, a bit, show. and they yep. recorded it. And mm-hmm. the minute he brought it up on air, he told him how much he paid for it. And and if if you wonder if someone has a narcissistic personality disorder, if they give you a gift, they're gonna tell you the price tag almost <laughs> immediately after they give it to you, and you will never hear the end of it. Oh yeah, it's it's lifelong, lifelong. You will hear about it. I love already during that. Was it the uh, the bro fight where he goes, I you know I booked pop I put Papa John's for fucking you know I paid fifty grand. He goes, I knew the fifty grand would come up. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I love the disdain. It's also hilarious that he could plug things like North Shore Animal League nonstop mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. this rich motherfucker could just donate whatever the hell you're shilling. Yep, you could just give the money yourself. Yep. privately not say a thing and not mm-hmm. beg listeners and waste a plug you could plug bob levy for free and help him out or you can plug Damn. this charity mm-hmm. that you could pay for and actually get the job done right now yeah but you know true charity comes from the heart and as we know he doesn't have one uh let's continue with this one don't do that for anybody and I'll tell you what, I know Mel Carmen's not like giving anybody a plug for free. Go fuck him. He's got a comedy club, let him buy advertising. Um, no, I you know. know we usually do buy advertising. No, but I'm saying yeah. you don't you don't you don't even need to. Ooh. Acknowledge who you are to us and we acknowledge your accomplishments. Uh, I don't know where this came from. <laughs> but you're oh. not. You're saying you don't want to plug them. You're you're right. not acknowledging any like you're doing the opposite. And that yeah. whole thing with Mel Karmazin, again, is what I think happened. And I think mm-hmm. they came to him and said, okay, if this guy has a budget, he came to Howard and said exactly what I'm saying about Howard, where, okay, if there's a budget and there's an established business and there's mm-hmm. all this thing worked in, then they need to pay for advertising, cut back on his plugs. Yeah. I, I'm I'm sure that's what happened. And. Just how Bob said, we do pay for advertising. So I, he was actually doing the thing that Howard suggested. Notice how he skated right over that. Oh, yeah. He just mm-hmm. pretended not to hear that. And he yep. goes, oh, see? And then he ends the argument by saying, see, I, I thought I was doing a good thing. You didn't just hear what he said. He just said, I do yep. pay for advertising. Well, and the other thing is, imagine doing the show for free and then not just doing the show for free, but actually having to pay for ads. <laughs> yeah. You're now, funding the show you're working for for free. That's me going to a restaurant, ordering a dish, going to the kitchen to cook it, and then paying for it. Yeah. Uh, and then bringing it out to yourself and taking <laughs> right. a waitress that doesn't then having, to the table. And, washing and the then dishes. having the owner come out and tell you you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been to that you restaurant. You understand why he's so fucking pissed right now? Because that's exact. Oh that's God. not even far from what just happened. Oh you God, shorted us so... on the bill. <laughs> it's so true. And then Howard fighting with an NPD person. Once they decide that I'm going to have this fake narrative in my head that I'm gracious and I'm yeah. not going to listen to any of the rebuttals. They just skate right over it and they just say, I'm gracious. I thought I did all these things. I don't see the problem. He's yeah. not because you're not listening to the problem because you're interjecting a narrative that doesn't exist. You mm-hmm. just made this up. It's gaslighting. 
Yep. And the next clip is called Talking Himself Out of a Deal. I mean, honestly. 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 Jackie. No, people are nice to me. I mean, come on. All right. Well, then you should go talk to them. Then why do you need so many plugs on this show? You got shows. That's it. I mean, I'm the only guy I can think of. Name another guy, Bob. Bob, name another guy who gives you a daily plug on this show. <laughs> what well, name another guy? You how, how can he? He's he, he's not loyal if he goes on another show, right? right? How about, so how how, how, how would he do guy, that? Name another guy that you write for free for. <laughs> how about that, <laughs> Howard? Name another show that you go on. Name another radio show that you help out with with your appearances mm-hmm. or do anything for. Mm-hmm. Show. Name, name, no, I, I want to hear what radio station is rolling out the red carpet for you. No, I know. That was a deal we made out for the plugs at the beginning. A deal? I got no deal. With, with, I no, do this because I like you. With the roast. But we haven't had a roast. We haven't had a roast. So deal over. Okay, now I'm going to stick to the letter of the deal. Okay. So he just said we never made a deal. And now I'm sticking to the letter, letter of the deal. What the fuck are you talking about? You're, this is just like Artie in that fucking versus Sal and Richard. He goes, you're not smart enough to get out of this. <laughs> you're, you're that's like that's like me going, uh, I was supposed to pay you for working for me this week. Uh, yeah, that was the deal. Uh, well, you haven't worked for me today. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I worked for you this week. That's yeah. why you owe me now. Right. Like, oh. <laughs> Hey, I cut your grass. Uh, can I get paid? Wait, what? What do you mean? <laughs> Did you cut it today? Uh, yeah. Yesterday. What are you talking? What are yesterday. you talking about? Right. I wasn't home. Yeah. All of a sudden, quantum is the issue. Next clip is called "We Had a Deal." Does that make it a deal? <laughs> what deal did you have with him, Gary? He asked me if we would do that for him, and I said we would, but I don't know that that's a deal. What? Yeah, <laughs> what? Oh my god! This is why. This is why I picked this clip. Oh, if Samantha. that's not a deal, what the fuck is a deal? I don't even know what a deal is. Oh my gosh! Is... If I write for you, will you plug me? Yes. Okay. Deal. Uh, I told you I'd marry you. Does that mean I have to show up at the church? You know what this reminds me of? Recently, I was watching that uh, argument with uh, Rand Paul and Fauci, and he's like going gain of function, and he's describing what gain of function is, but the semantics yeah. in the definite, and he's like, but it's not that. No, yes, it is. It is that, but it's not in your <laughs> definition. Like, no. what? It's a, it, it, you, this was a deal. You are describing not... what you call a deal. There's no <laughs> semantics. That's literally a deal. That's about yeah. the most straightforward deal there is. If I write this and host these shows, you will plug me. Yes, that's a deal. If that's not yes. a deal, I don't even understand where there's room for misinterpretation there. Well, that's... the other thing is, okay, like if there's not, this is why you got to get things in writing. And Bob, if yes. you're smart, would have Tim Sabian write it down saying, look, we are going to give you this many plugs. And this is from, from, you know, a yearly thing or, you know, however long they wanted to make it last. And the problem was they, they it was a, just a handshake thing. It was like, okay, well, we'll give you a plug. Yeah. And that's not how you operate any business. Not if you have any kind of business sense. Because plugs are supposed to cost money, as you said, Bob. Sam? Yes. From interviewing Bob, you got the sense, though, he's an old school person that just believed in, you know, he actually believes in loyalty. And he believes in 
that your word is your bond. And so when you said that you were going to do this for me, I believed you because why wouldn't I? Because I would do that for you. If you said that to me, I wouldn't lie. But also up to that point, or at least seemingly up to that point, if he never had an issue, he would have thought, okay, well then they are keeping their word and they're going to continue to keep their word. So he shouldn't have anything in his mind to suggest that, oh, they're going to fuck me or they're going to give me shit about these plugs. And I mean, the, the argument was, well, he wasn't going to go after Chuck Zito about his plug. So I'm going to, I need to rage at someone about these fucking plugs. All you had to do was write down a memo and say, look guys, shorten these plugs, please, for future reference. That's all. You know, if there was that, but it, that's why it lends more credence to Bob's argument that someone from on the high said, no, no, there, this is going to be like Vegas after the mob <laughs> got taken out after the corporations took over. Everything has to make a fucking profit now because we are hemorrhaging money. Right. So no more free plugs. They, pr- Bob probably knew the second you try to get stuff in writing with Howard or whoever, you start doing stuff like that, you're done. Yeah. I mean, you might as well try to risk it and get the plugs you do union, you do contracts, you do whatever, you're done. I mean, period. He's not getting involved with that. Yep. And the other thing, <clears throat> I'm not sure if it made it on here. It might be in this clip. I think we're at the end of it. But Howard gaslights everyone again. And he goes, you don't think Dice Clay wants me to plug him every day? Or you don't want, you don't think Jim Florentine, listen, I'm not a, I'm not an attorney but I'll tell you this much. If Chuck Zito is hosting, or not Chuck Zito, uh, Dice Clay is hosting a show or writing for Howard, you better bet your fucking ass he's being compensated and it will mm-hmm. be in writing. And oh, yeah. it will. And if it's going to be in plugs, it will be firmly established that it is during his fucking show, not at the end of the show with Fred, you know, pissing a little thing at the, in a whole whole sea of plugs. It will be during the show. Howard yeah. knows that. I know that. You mm-hmm. probably know that. There's no way this would happen with mm-hmm. Dice Clay. You got it. Well, this goes into look at how he was able to exploit interns for so long. He got to exploit interns until they sued him mm-hmm. for all that, for all the issues that they had for how bad they exploited them. Mm-hmm. Howard will exploit people until he possibly can't wring out the washcloth and get exactly. a goddamn drop of water out of it. That is oh, yes. what he will do. And oh, yeah. if you are stupid enough to keep doing that and not understand that, I'm sorry, like Bob is a little bit of a doe in the woods in this sense, and I do feel bad for him, but you do have to be a little bit smarter. Yeah, you have to be. A, yes. you, have to, you have to have more savvy than he had in this situation. And it's yeah. it's a, the other example. The most, I guess, the most high profile really is the bro fight, in which Artie explains, "Look, we already had a girl come in, uh, you know, the the, the dial a date type segment, and it turned out it was a complete fucking scam. And now you want to try it again." And do this thing where somebody comes in and it's another fucking scam. And I don't want my life made a mockery of. Like, if I choose to make a mockery of certain aspects of my life, that's my decision. But if you're going to try to crowbar in something that's going to make me look like, I don't know, fucking uh, Coco the Clown. For the benefit of your fucking audience who have to pay extra for these video Mm -hmm. component. Fuck you. And I'm not getting a piece of that. I'm getting flat fee. You know, it's like, yeah. um, you know, if I get a bigger pop than the guy who's headlining, but I'm only getting, you know, 25% of the, the fucking ticket sales, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to head yeah. on, Next time I'm going to headline my own fucking show. 
Well, I was going to say, he brings up Dice Clay and Jim Florentine, and it's like, Dice Clay had an album on the Billboard charts. He had stand-up <laughs> specials. He Millions knows of how this shit's... He would never go for something like this, because he's savvy. And Jim yeah. Florentine, he had a metal show on TV. He was on the Louis C.K. television show, like... Again, this is a guy who sat. He he knows at this point. Yeah, you yes. don't. You get things in writing. You get mm-hmm. it established when you're going to get these plugs. You, oh, yeah. you can't go off good faith with people because there is none in this industry. <laughs> Greg Fitzsimmons told a great story about how a promoter that was famously, what they call him, um, <laughs> I can't remember his name, but it was something like they made a nickname like he was a, uh, you know. Uh, he was just a tightwad and anyway he wouldn't pay people what he told them he would he owed them for a show so yeah. one day one day he said okay i'm gonna get this i'm gonna get my money from this cocksucker so he knew the guy had like a rolex he said listen can i borrow your watch i need to use it for a bit on the show so he goes okay sure so the promoter gives him the watch and then he left town with it and the guy goes the guy goes uh hey man he called him a couple of days later said hey, you need to bring back my watch he goes uh-uh that was payment uh, you know, like he goes, okay, you got me. He goes, now you meet me in wherever such and such a place with the money. I'll bring you the watch. There you go. <laughs> and like the guy that. goes, the guy goes, you got me. Means he, he knew full well exactly what he was doing. Just like Howard knows exactly what he's doing here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mean to disparage Bob. Like the culture of Howard, everyone around him was also doing exactly what Bob was doing. So yeah. you have multiple people being you know these subservient idiots around him and the culture is keep the boss happy just do whatever he wants don't even count his marbles don't worry about getting paid more just be happy you have a job it's almost like you know being indoctrinated into this i don't i don't even know just awful industry of howard that doesn't make any sense and it's you deserve more but you don't think you do (laughs) I just remembered the joke. The guy's name was Frank Downs, so his nickname was No Money Downs. <laughs> I think that was on Joey Diaz podcast. So I'll play the rest of this clip. In other words, I Yeah, that's a handshake. Right. In other words, I said to you, you said, Hey, would you help me out doing this? And I said, Yes, but what is that a deal, Bob? Like do I yes. now am I- Obligated? Obligated to you because we helped well, you out. You better, you better stop that shit right away, then. I don't well, yeah, to... not if you're not if you're not a dirt bag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. They're like they're like framing him like such an asshole. You fucking cocksucker! You just said, yeah. I no will take give you the plugs. No this take is the backs. handshake. Do I have to honor that? <laughs> no, you don't have to honor that if you're a fucking complete asshole. No, of course. If, if that's what you're setting Blood? Up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He wants in each other's palms and handshake. You fuck. Like what? Yeah, exactly. What was that? Like, what are you giving me in return for me doing that for you? No. Not. What are you giving me? How about let's let's frame it into what have I done for you? What was the basis of the agreement? You fucking monkey. Exactly. Yeah, what it's not what am I doing? This isn't this shows. isn't from this isn't going from now to the future. This is what has been the 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 the, the, the setup, the the arrangement up till now. Correct. It's not like I just walked in the door and made this deal with you. It's been since the inception of the fucking satellite show. Right. You know what? I felt somewhat bad for Gary during the whole summit because it's basically showing what um 
an idiot he is. I don't know, yeah. a useless piece of shit he is and how yeah. they're just going to steer everything <laughs> away from him having a part in the show. Pretty, pretty much. Because he's so fucking inept. But now, fuck you. Are you kidding me? This is insane. This is insane. <laughs> what, what do you do for me? What the hell do you do? People are still asking, like, when's the part going to come out of the summit where, uh, when's the part of the summit going to come out where he goes, you know, uh, Howard is Marcy my boss now? And yes, Gary, she is. Didn't, wasn't the first hour exhibit enough of how fucking useless a tit he is? Yes. Y you know, like, uh, yeah, I would love the rest of that summit to come out, but it's not, I guarantee it's not going to be anything as good as that first hour, that presentation. I, because I, I still, would... you asked for this one clip that we, I got, we're going to play yeah. it. But I re-listened to the thing, and you're right, Bob. It just it, it gets better and better. With it's like The Godfather. I can't stop watching the summit I, once I start. I finally I've heard it through other people weighing in on it, and I heard you know your guys' episodes with it. Yeah, I finally sat down with that thing and just listened to it raw. Yeah, and that's the most I've laughed at Howard in probably <laughs> ten years. <laughs> I mean, I would love. I know that. People sometimes ask us to revisit shit. Yeah. If you ever revisit that thing, I want oh, to God. be on that episode. It, you, you, it is you, too fucking good. He he says, <laughs> uh, just real quick, he says in that, he goes, we had a guy come in here with the face app, uh, whether you're good looking or not. He goes, did he get turned into a millionaire? No, he didn't. But he became a hundred thousandaire. <laughs> he goes, it was the greatest story in the history of radio. Does Madonna's publicist know that? Why would Madonna's publicist know about a guy making a couple thousand dollars off some horrible app? Like, it was just... <laughs> it's like something that would be on the dirty scottsdale.com back in the day like a 30k millionaire <laughs> okay guys if you want to have more fun with the summit that's not it that's not what you think it is you can it, just turn down the sound and do you remember old vcrs when you used to be able to go frame by frame yeah. just put, yeah. it, put it in a staggered slow motion function so you can see him walking every fucking frame is a poster well, the funny thing is, is I thought it was in that version when I was watching it because he's so <laughs> decrepit and oh. slow and awful. He looks and then like it a, turned yeah. out it was in normal speed. No, yeah, he looks like a flat Stanley. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. He moves like the Hall of Presidents at Disney World, like just slow <laughs> <laughs> animatronic. Like, now I gotta you know? add this. <laughs> Damn you, Sam! So now I have to add visuals. <laughs> this is so bad. I mean, back when I went to Disney World and saw it, I don't know. Maybe they sped them up. I'm not really sure. Okay. Maybe it's better. But anyway, that with the whole Gary thing, that first hour and, and basically the whole thing was saying. Send an email, but send an email back. Send them something to uh, follow up. What? So, what do you okay. do if the, if we have a presentation saying you have to touch base, follow up, keep track, and this isn't going on? That's like basic. That's the most okay. basic bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Again, too, with that, when we talk about like exploitativeness, he has this whole thing. 
Uh, what you, uh, Mike, you're into gay stuff. Get this tranny involved that directed the Matrix. Uh, 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 DePace, you like Rush Limbaugh. Let's get him in here. Right. The funny thing is that entire fucking thing goes on where he tasks all these people with a job that's not their job. It's a whole right. nother. And at no point does he go, if he was a good businessman, he'd go, you land me an ace celebrity because of a campaign you ran, you're going to get a $5,000 bonus. Yep. If, if you can establish that we got to interview the director of the Matrix because of what you did, you're going to get a $5,000 bonus, and I'll pay you personally. Like, that's what they should have done. Like, they're all probably sitting there like, this isn't our job. Like, talent procurement isn't my job. Give incentives. Instead, he just threatened their entire existence on the show. Do you think people are going to want to work thinking that tomorrow our job could be gone? Right. This will be it. This will be the end. Make a book. Here, I'm going to task you with making a bunch of fake Twitter accounts. Yeah. And and I'm not going to pay you a dime to send some lame tweets to Lady Gaga. I told yeah. Bob this yesterday when we were recording it for the Patreon, um, that when we, you and I, Sam, did the mailbag, the first mailbag after the summit, and someone had posted in that video, the last one, um, mm-hmm. uh, with the third part of the summit that we that covered. That one I, re- I rewatch all the time, by the way, and I, I <laughs> die laughing. It's my the third, favorite. The, the third yeah, one, you the mean? Last, yeah. yeah, the last okay. one. Okay, <laughs> okay, because <laughs> it was two, like 20 minutes into this summit, <laughs> all the workers, the staffers realized they would be being tasked to do a job they are not going to be remunerated for, nor receive any kind of (laughs) All of a sudden, we're going to be Twitter spammers. Yeah. He just turned his whole staff into, like, Korean hackers, basically. Korean bots. Welcome to the sweatshop, the serious sweatshop. Welcome to Russia. Yeah. Here we go, guys. For the Rose thing, they said make up a uh, a payment. The Rose was a hundred years ago. The, the other thing is a hundred. But, but we have done that. Now, mind you, okay, they stopped doing roasts because they did so many in a row, and then they stopped because they were bombing. I mean, they're really the only good one in, to my memory was the uh, Artie roast, and some of the other ones were okay. But the the Daniel Carver was the fucking nail in the coffin. Yep. Well, they also had to stop doing the roast because they had started getting less honest with the show oh yeah so you can't make fun of actual things that are happening with the show or the people anymore the the reality of the show started slowly slipping oh yeah don't make fun of beth don't uh don't fucking knock us (laughs) DePaulo had my favorite line of the (laughs) night (laughs) he just killed what was it he said uh uh Robin got a new boat. It has a stern. She doesn't have to pretend is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I always love Sal's, uh, Sal's appear. Whenever he would do one, he had some fucking yeah. great lines, man. Oh, he, when he made fun of Beth. Uh, yeah, and then... you know what's so funny about that is Sal, like, they made a big deal about that on the show and then not making fun of Beth. That yeah. will live on in infamy. In stern. Oh, yes. Like, there, are, there's stern amazingness on the show throughout time which we Mm -hmm. will always credit stern for like thank you this was so funny right that will be one of those things oh yeah (laughs) 
That goes up yeah. there with, for, uh, you know, Amy sure. Heckerling's nanny going after Gilbert and Gilbert fucking not mocking her on the air. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Dracula, and, <laughs> Dracula and the Holocaust. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the best. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> let's continue. <laughs> if you wanted to put it in financial terms, we probably paid you 20 times over. We've done three rows and we've given you these plugs for almost since the day we got here. Because we liked you. Had nothing to do with your roasts. I could put together a roast. But you never did. That's the point. Yeah. That's another one mean? of those salient points. I could put together a roast. But you you, ta you tasked this fucking guy to do it. Now you're shitting on. You're saying, well, that was 100 years ago. No, it was like two years ago. And Howard, again, saying, I like you or I approve of you. Somehow his approval or him liking someone negates the fact he has to pay them. See, mm -hmm. I like you. So... I don't have to pay you. I gave you my approval of social approval. See? Mm -hmm. So we're good, right? I said yeah. I liked you. Yeah. Who cares? I don't <laughs> care if you like me. Pay me. So, yeah, I, I'll i tell my uh, phone company that you like me when they ask me to pay my <laughs> bill. Um, <laughs> was that the end of the Levy clips? No, there's one more, and this is from the uh, wrap-up show. But which one were you hoping okay. to hear? Well, no, the the one thing that I was going to point out, um, Artie had his back on it, and, and Robin and everybody tried to make, oh, you just said this because they tried to spin Artie. Artie's like, no, I think the guy has a legitimate, he says, he goes, I think he's got a legitimate beef. And they kind of, and Howard starts going, whose side are you on? He, he right, literally he says, says that to and him. Artie, he already said, like, I never said, uh, I wasn't I wasn't with Bob and saying, fuck Howard, you know. Yeah, but well, he, 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 Artie says he, that, but he also says, like, uh, Robin's like, well, yeah, you're not going to argue with him and say whatever. He's like, uh, he's just like, no, I think the guy has a legitimate gripe. Like, mm -hmm. if he's giving you free work and you're not honoring this deal, mm -hmm. which they just completely told on themselves, <laughs> which we've seen in the, all these clips, like, Artie was just... He was, it was at a point and he did it in a very gingerly way, but he was like, yeah, yeah, this is a fucking major violation. And all those other comedians, all the people on the show, and then Sal came in and all these people are like, yeah, man, like you, this is kind of not uh, cool. Like, and also surely, like sorry, one sec, Sam, I have to, cause I'll forget this. I know I'm, I'm that stupid. Um, surely was on the miserable men. Go like he, you could hear him on the on the clip of him doing the tirade. He's not really reining him, and he's making it seem like he is. But he's in reality, he's behind him. He's behind yeah. Bob, saying, "Look, we need this shit because I'm on that gig too, and I need to get paid. And the more people show up, the more money I'm going to get out of it. That's just the way it is. And it, with the block party stuff later on, I mean, Shuli's hand is in all of that as well. So mm -hmm. Bob's the one that's got to take the fucking hit." And he's willing to because he's not hired by the show. He's not actually getting paid. So what does he lose? And he's the one that actually has some balls and will say it. Please. That's mm -hmm. right. He's the only brave one, unfortunately. Everyone else is a pussy. I mean, yep. imagine if you guys went into, uh, you guys attended a local bar every week and or every few days. And you both said, put it on my tab. But mm -hmm. you just never paid. Mm -hmm. You just never paid. You just put it on my tab. Never mm -hmm. paid. And then you said, but I like you. <laughs> I, yeah. well, who cares? We're, fr we're friends. Pay I let you pour tab. me those drinks. 
I let you yeah. pour me those drinks. I mean, that was I fun like for you. you. I'm, so <laughs> those I'm, drinks. I'm so gracious. I let you walk in and sit. I mean, so what do you want? You want to get paid for them? Is that the agreement? I mean, are you going to hold me to that? Like, Was that yes. the deal? That's the agreement. I thought I was, was in your living room. I wasn't so, sure. You, this you last... make it clear. This last clip is from the wrap-up show, and I just wanted, for the sake of completion, to put it in because it's Bowie acting all, you know, like, I don't know, like, poor, woe is me. You know, we're saying how we do all the stuff with Bob. This is like a subtle thing, but we give him the plugs and all that sort of stuff. And in the past, like Greg Fitzsimmons or Lisa Lampanelli or even Gilbert Godfrey will try to get on the show, and they can't get on the show, and they'll say, could you please, if you could, plug something? And you've heard us plug it. Sure. And always with the exception of Gilbert, because this isn't his DNA, I will get a thank you call or a thank you email. Hey, that was really nice. Greatly appreciated. But Bob just doesn't seem grateful. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ oh. almighty. He <laughs> doesn't okay. have to seem grateful. No, no. I mean, he, 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 he knows he's, give, he's, 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 he's giving you a service for nothing. And you did have an agreement. Absolutely. Yes. It's, that's, it's, it's almost like you fucking owe me this. Of course you're doing my plugs. And I think the attitude, this has nothing to do with him being booked, by the way. Right. But it's just a feeling I get. Like, I, Bob has never, like, ever said to me, you know, I really appreciate all the plugs I get on the show. It really helps a lot. Oh, my fucking oh, Lord. Now, now he's got to go, like, oh, Jesus. Well, praise, praise Bowie. Praise Bowie. Um, <clears throat> well, this goes into the fact, the summit, remember, they said we need to start sending guests Thank you for being on the show gift baskets and like a frame picture like they did with Jimmy Kimmel and like, let's mm -hmm. take a picture and send it to them. They didn't do that either for the Stern show. They mm -hmm. didn't do that for guests. So when guests came on, they didn't give them anything and say, thank you for coming ever. No. They didn't yep. do see that. the mentality. And, and, the, and what's funny is like Howard's like, hey, you know, no one gets paid for being on here. You get paid in plugs. It's like. Yeah, so when Brad Pitt comes in and plugs his movie, he's getting prime time plugs. Yeah, like it's it's if if they told Brad Pitt or his his production company, whoever, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we'll let him come in and talk about his girlfriend or whatever. But we're just gonna do the plugs once a week at the end of Fresno, and they're gonna go. He's not coming in then. Yeah, I mean, it's not even worth our time to send him there. We'll send him somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Like. It, again, it's just gaslighting. It's completely yeah. distorting the reality of it. So Right. Now, guys, we're going to get into a clip that Bob found on YouTube, which was um, I, I compiled a bunch of clips around the same time, 2012, uh, June or so, I believe. And Robin's no longer in studio, and you can definitely hear it, even if you can't see the – well, you see the video. You can't see her on camera. We, it's, it's an obvious um, – it's obvious she's not there. But um, – the, the the whole uh, conceit here is that um, that Lisa G has a like one of those cookie type parties, and mm -hmm. she's not allowing them to go to her house with the Howard TV crew and film it and then use it for fodder and what have you. And so it, she basically what it, Bob when he listened to the whole thing, the whole thing is she doesn't she's not getting paid to have her life violated like this for fucking content and wigs trying, they're all trying to pressure her. Shuli's in on it. Goodstein's in on it. Um, Bowie's in on it and she's steadfast and she's like, no, fuck this. And, uh, Bob, what, what was your take when you first saw this thing? Well, again, another important thing to note, and what maybe a lot of Howard listeners don't know is that the show that Howard has continued to shit on that, 
Lisa was on with Ad Lover and Dr. Dre mm-hmm. was a massively successful hip hop show. That's right. Uh, Lisa G is not a whack packer. She's not someone that's unsavvy. She was a celebrity before joining this. And not that I, I don't really have much of an opinion on her. I wouldn't say she's like insanely talented or whatever, but she definitely knows the ropes and yep. she knows how something like this should work. And yep. so what I'm seeing here is they want to get a free episode, which will be licensed out and sold on a TV network. And um, she just said, no, I'm not going to do it unless I'm compensated for it. And at the time, I remember taking their side. She's not a team player. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm adult and I know how things work, I she was 100% in the right here. So, yep. And this is basically them trying to coerce her and pressure her and bully her into going, yes. oh, you know, uh, I'm, you know, this is, this is, you know, you should be a team player. Sam? Bob, that's so funny you said that. I thought the same thing when I listened to this when I was the age I was. I thought, mm-hmm. God, what a pain in the ass. Not right. understanding as an adult how the real world and money works mm-hmm. and how the mm-hmm. business works just it, just not understanding this uh, as on an adult level yeah and lisa g you're right she was in the industry of like the wendy williams crowd which was hugely mm-hmm. successful hugely. which a lot of howard howard listeners don't know that yeah so I'm, they wouldn't actually... give, they wouldn't give credence to it but it was very successful it very. was to and she actually went in studio one day and I will I'll show up the gra- I'll put the graphic or remind myself to put up the bra- graphic when I render this video that show at least for one ratings book beat the Howard Stern show she knew she was in the business she was an old hat at that point an old hand rather she knew that this is fucking content I'm not getting compensated for yeah, so why the fuck am I going to do this she had her name yeah. trademarked she knows how it's supposed to go like all these idiots, Shuli, the, all these guys, Doug, who all got dropped on their ass, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, eventually. She knew, like, yeah, this ain't right. Yeah, this guy has, this is a whole TV production with a budget, yep. with shows. L- let me ask you this. If they made a Howard TV episode and it was starring Howard Stern, do you think he's getting paid for it? Uh, yeah, of course. Of course of he's course. getting paid for it. So. Why does he get paid for it when it's the same TV show and it's the same amount of time, but she can't get paid for it? What sense does that make? Like, that's all she was doing was just saying, you guys are getting away with. She wasn't saying this. She was saying this by not saying anything. Why not? You guys are getting away with fucking murder, not Mm -hmm. paying these people. If Mm -hmm. you want me on here, I need to be compensated. And as, if it's a product that they're taking and licensing out and selling and there's a paid service and there's a budget for it, then of course she should be getting paid for it. Absolutely. That's right. And where, I'm sorry, Sam, please, please. She was incredibly demure about it and ladylike mm-hmm. in the way she addressed this. Yeah. But she also was upset about things when they did have her go on um jobs and she didn't get a good line in the place or didn't get a good um spot to Mm -hmm. interview people or didn't get it you asked me and tasked me to do something and then you put me in the shit corner or yeah the hamstringer yeah so 
I, you're not only not compensating me for these things, you're also relegating me to garbage positions mm-hmm. and not allowing me to do a good job. You're not even giving me a prime spot to do right. a good job. Right. And now, you're, yeah. it's just crazy. Well, the argument that the show was better when it was disorganized only works so far. When you're talking about the Howard 101 news and they were supposed to cover these things, that's the one element of the show where it had to be a bit professional if you wanted it to sound good and look good. Otherwise it just showed more cheapness on the, on the, they just made you look worse. And you're right yeah. about that, Sam. Should, they should have been able to give her more prominence when it came to paparazzi shots or like, you know, when it came to getting interviews with people, red carpet shit. But that only showed, served to show you how little clout they actually had when they couldn't do it or wouldn't do it because the result was the same. They ended up, they ended up looking like shit. And they, and they denigrated her past career, which if the, the demographics for the listeners, for where she came from Mm -hmm. are just different from Howard. They just had a different (laughs) listenership, but they had huge numbers. They did. So they just weren't his listeners. No, they, they seriously downplay how big that show was that she was on. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was a massively successful show. I knew about it and this was before the internet era and everything. Mm -hmm. I knew about it in Chicago. You know I mean? It was a hip hop forefront. I mean, huge part of the movement of that music. Oh yeah. It's very and, big. Yep. So let's get into this one. Uh, the clip is serious. XM is your boss until I say otherwise. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's see where my it goes. question was. Uh, of uh, course, ha- Howard 100 and Howard TV is going to be able to cover this great event. No, right? not TV. Uh, but why? John Lieberman oh. is. Wait a second. Oh, why not TV? Does is the Breakfast Club on Sirius? Uh, I don't know. That's a good or question. Is there is there main? Um, is their main show when they broadcast? No. Is it serious Breakfast or it's, I, or do they Breakfast or do they just Club have I it? I think on? it's Hot ninety seven. Okay, so it's the same when it's the same Wendy Williams was on Hot ninety seven. So well, it's, it's the same also that Lisa G was on. Yeah, right. Hot okay. ninety seven in New York. Mm-hmm. He ne- he also never acknowledged the Breakfast Club, right? Oh, fully God. so. No. Hey. I don't want TVs. I don't want a TV camera following everyone around. But you're using my show to set up your sweet and greet. How about uh, Howard TV being allowed into the shoot? Maybe there should be some benefit. Right. Let me see the benefit in this, and then maybe we don't have a problem. Mm -hmm. Where's the because the the people who are attending. I, I didn't tell them. Well, you're going to have TV cameras there. Well, I'm sure he doesn't tell anyone. No, we they have uh, just forces we have, it on them. We have releases uh, and signs at the door when people come in. And uh, you know, listen. I mean, you got to be a team player here, Lisa. You got. I don't believe that for a minute. I don't believe there were any releases. Nothing. Not, I, I don't believe they're well, that organized. I I don't remember this being a part of the ones that I was pulling. But that's interesting that he said that like. If you're hosting an event and it's already stressful, imagine organizing, hey, I know you came to this. Do you mind signing a release form to be on a TV <laughs> show that we didn't tell you is going to be here? Yeah. 
and uh, they're going to follow you around and maybe not get flattering shots of you eating cupcakes. And, oh, yeah, it's going on Howard Stern. They might call you a fat fuck. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, is that cool? Will you sign this release form? He, oh. You might lose your job. Yeah, you might lose your job. Uh, everyone's going to see you here. They're probably going to make fun of everyone here. Um, yeah, will you and sign And, by the this? way... What, this is why we'll never have Shuli on this fucking worm. He yeah. just like Hurricane Sandy. Look oh, at yeah. him coming up. Oh, see, because you're not being a team player. Fuck you. Like where did, like where did that get you, Shuli? Yeah, exactly. Why, why wouldn't you be a team player? Um, maybe because I don't like to be taken for a ride, you idiot. All of this but weaselness. Oh, oh, well, why are you like fucking... being abused and not paid? All of this weaseldom. All, the only thing it succeeded was giving him a little more rope than the Howard TV crew and Lisa G. So he stayed longer. Big deal. F to what end? It's not like he retired to his fucking palatial estate in Alabama or whatever. Now, here's the thing. You imagine Shuli, you know, a fucking hack comic with a, like yes. a briefcase with releases and a ballpoint pen saying, hey, guys, just sign here. Like with, I don't know, 300 sheets of paper, like A4 paper going, oh, OK, here you go. Uh, yeah, this is a release. No way. There's no fucking way. He's just saying yeah. that to Egarong. He's just saying that to try to fucking pile on. And uh, it's disingenuous. I don't believe it for a minute. And look at this. And where did you end up, Shuli, with all this brown nosing and yeah. bullshit? And with 300 views your, on your fucking channel. And making your colleagues feel like garbage. Where yep. did that get you? It got you less pay. Um, basically, uh, off the show at a slow decline where you actually had to fire yourself because you weren't even on. <laughs> yeah. And you had to make a decision while the crime in your neighborhood was skyrocketing and you had to get out of there and they wouldn't pay you more. And they said, yep. hey, we're going to pay you less. Take it or yep. leave it. Take That's it leave where it. all this got you. So mm -hmm. hmm, enjoy. The, yeah. Suck on it. You got you to gotta let them cover it, I it's, think. It's not me. It's, you know, I didn't. I didn't put that on is my it, invite. Do you think there's anyone in the people? Away. 30 people were going to be there either. So how did you tell them that? Do you think is there's that, any one of the 25 people who that's coming to see you because they're fans of Howard that wouldn't want to be on television? You know what? One, I email everyone and ask them. I'm using that. Yeah. And well, using you, should, that. you should give access. I, I agree with you guys on that. Oh, the, the reason oh, people are showing up is because of the yeah, show. Yeah, don't you want to? Yep. And then if she did videotape this, and make it a spectacle, he would be pissed. Yep. He would be pissed. He would say, you're using my name. Mm -hmm. You're drawing a crowd because of me and my name and using it and shut it down. So you can't yeah. win. Yeah. But he says you're using my airwaves to promote it. Was she really? I, I didn't hear about this thing until he started crying about it. That's correct. I mean, I, I don't know how much... Howard's fans really wanted to come to a cookie party. I mean, not to say that there were obviously some of them that did, but I don't but, know. I mean, I now <laughs> that we know about the show and how it's pretty laid out and scripted, way more no way, way more now. But even then you could sense that there was a kind of formatted thing. And even Bob said that there's a format to it. It's not like free flowing no i guarantee Absolutely. you i guarantee you of course they're going to include this because it's content so they're not pissed they're using it 
They're using well, it for content. She's giving them content again mm-hmm. that he's making money off of. Like all these people, the one thing that came to my mind, and again, why I wanted to talk about <clears throat> him exploiting his staff was like these repeat. And again, me, like I, I, I'm doing this podcast for free. Like I do a lot of work for people that are Bob, that, you get paid? We're exploiting you. <laughs> Bob, You're exploiting how much do you want? I want. How much do you want? We don't uh, really make that much. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but my whole point is like, I, I just think if you're gonna if you're gonna go this route where you're gonna, I I think Howard needed to set a precedent that nobody gets to do anything unless I eat off of it. I guess is my point. And like, there's something where you're helping people out. So that was my whole point. Where it's like. I have friends that have startup businesses that I help them with. Like Howard isn't at that point. Like that's what people have to understand. This mm-hmm. is an established show. This is something with a budget. This is something with a crew. This is something with uh, someone making a, a, an opulent salary from. This is not something where you pitch in and you help your friends out. Like I have friends with startups where it's like, yeah, I'm going to pitch in and not take money and help you out. Like, or or if we're starting to get this podcast going, like, I'm not going to draw up the contract. But if there's an established amount of money that's being paid out in the entire network, like, this is ridiculous to ask people to work for free. Like, this is not right. This is immoral. Mm -hmm. Well, I just have to say, I'm really gracious. And... You know, we have Bob on all the time, and we give Bob, we give Bob <laughs> plugs. We got plugs I, at yeah. the end of the show. We plug Bob. I'm, I'm teasing. You plug me every day. <laughs> I'm totally teasing. You're you're right though, and you're you're saying yes, it's an established show. But to even go further, they were embarking on a new platform. They were going to Sirius, so. He's an established show making a shit ton of more money and needs new content to fill these time slots mm-hmm. and exactly. to produce something different. So not only he needs these people more than they need him. Exactly. Period. He was unwilling to fund more like he was he wanted to find out the cheapest way they could manage this with shitty equipment whatever he didn't want to upgrade them after a certain point and he, there was no money in the budget because he was going to set the budget no don't tell me serious fucking didn't allocate money if he wanted it to look a certain way he had the money to insure it you ever heard the story about uh, J- larry hagman you know jr from, from dallas i gene of i, I dream of genie yeah absolutely yeah he when he there was the I shot Jr. part, and this is I'm sorry guys, it's a digression, but if you look at the show, um, there's a Justin Lee Collins uh, uh, host, British host. He does this series called Bring Back Blank. So bring back the A Team, bring back Fame, bring back Dallas, all this retro stuff. It's on YouTube. You could find it. And he goes and finds like people that were on these shows and interviews them about it, but then tries to get them to reunite for the end of the episode. And sometimes it works. And he uh, interviewed most of Dallas, the cast. He got he got Patrick Duffy, he got Linda Gray, he got JR, uh, sorry, J, uh, Larry Hagman. And Larry Hagman said after the he realized once he had the clout after the I shot, who shot JR thing and asked for more money and got it because there was a threat they were going to fire him for trying to ask for too much money. He said, once I got that and was the highest paid person in basically 
TV history at that point. He said, mm-hmm. when I didn't like a director, I, ma- I had the money now to make sure, and I've used it, I just take it out of my salary. We, we need another director, this guy, that's how much he wants, get him for it. Just don't tell my wife. He said, take it out of my salary. And then he said, I, I, I did it. Many times I did it. So he wasn't afraid to put his money towards the quality. Wig was never willing to put the money into the people. Exactly. He didn't see the long-term gain because he's all about that short-term, give me the five-year deal and I want the money up front. Because he's afraid that there's not going to be a return because he doesn't have confidence in his own stuff. Sam? He doesn't want to invest in people. Initially, it started off being that creative force Mm-hmm. All those shows that started mm-hmm. the Tim Sabian era yep. in the beginning, it yep. could have steamrolled into something amazing. It could have yes. been more succinct. It had great potential. Yep. A lot of those shows, Back Office Radio, Miserable Men. Riley Martin, uh, Jay Thomas. Of, and you could have added uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, whatever, Andy Dick. I don't care. Like whoever spawned from the stern yeah. uh, zeitgeist would have made it incredible and just yeah. keep building on that. Just right. like yeah. they do been... with like the bra just like for example, like the Bravo Housewives. Andy yeah. Cohen started one season of the OC that turned into multiple cities. That's Watch right. what happens live. And now it's the entire fucking network. Yeah, he could have been so, Spotify. Yes. Any good business person will tell you to invest in in your future, you know? I yeah. mean, but any, the, anyone it, that sees a value has to invest in it. And, and, and even you guys have invested and, and Fillmore has invested in, in what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we're, we don't have a, we don't have a budget of, I mean, Howard, what he was collecting, he absolutely could have made a separate corporation and paid out people. There's no absolutely. doubt. And, and he wouldn't even have to have paid that much just to no. invest in the long-term thing. No, you know, or like, just ha- have the have the vision to see what's working and keep going with it. Just keep doing it. Keep moving forward. Right. He, Instead, he took he one. took it apart. He blew yeah. it up. Right. It, it, we Deborah Deborah mentioned it even on the one of the Patreon episodes. If he wanted Stuttering John, he didn't have to give him five hundred thousand a year or two hundred and fifty. He just needed to give no. him an extra ten, fifteen, exactly, just to get him over a certain line, and he would have been happy. There wouldn't even it would have been a moot point. It wouldn't even, he wouldn't have even been looking for more work. He would have been like, wow, this is great. This is an extra twelve hundred a month. I could really use it. But no, yeah. he never. He always thought. Every fucking marble out of my pocket is a marble. Whether it's a nickel, whether it's a buck, a thousand, doesn't matter. It's all a million dollars to me. And, and you that's a pathology. Keep, you had to keep people starving because when people are starving, they're dependent. Yes. And yes. and it's just like like I was saying with incentivizing in his his sim, his summit, summit. or seminar, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine if he just paid someone five grand if they landed an A plus celebrity? If his show really was, you yeah. know, skittering out like he was saying, which <laughs> probably was, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And in like a five thousand dollar investment for what he was making to land a great interview. Yeah. That may, like if he would have actually interviewed Rush Limbaugh, which everyone would have tuned in to see. 
Surely like, would have. Surely would have crawled grand? through. Come on, surely man. would have crawled through a sewer grate like Andy in Shawshank Redemption towards like Brad Pitt's mansion, trying to get an interview with him for that five thousand. Yeah, that's how much it would have meant to him. But but and, that's why you invest in people and you take care of people because yeah. when you need to call on them and and they need their help, they're gonna look back and remember all those times. That they didn't get a raise and they didn't get a Christmas gift and oh, yes. you berated them over plugs and oh, you yeah. did everything to fight them. They're, they're going to remember that. They're not going to have your back. And I and from what I gathered, no one really took any meaningful steps nope. to, to acquire these guests after you nope. did this seminar. And I don't blame them at all. They weren't incentivized. They hadn't been taken care of. They were they berated. They gave a they gave a billionaire free airtime. I mean, like, yeah, no, I mean, I, I wouldn't have their back at all. Sam, here's how they, here's how they, they were even, incentivized. Yeah, yeah. He he complimented, like, Jason for wearing a blazer or something. Yeah, right. It was just sheer surface nonsense. Like, yeah. that's that's the bonus you get. I compliment you on your blazer. Or I say, well, this, good, you know, good job for this bit but yeah, you're well, not getting paid for it what was the point of the fucking seminar if you weren't actually going to affect these changes and then make like double down on them and say no this really is the way we're going all you ended up doing was fucking uh, making sure people hated your fucking guts yeah and that we're looking for work on the way out so guys yeah. like richie wilson who said like man I, I i saw this coming like we we didn't know when we were going to get let go but clearly there was a, a line being drawn in the sand here and what kind of loyalty were you going to create after that sam and they wanted to go in the direction of interview celebrity yeah. but during the show, he had certain celebrities on that he wanted to interview for certain yeah. reasons, whether they were in the press for some sort of scandal or whether he was just interested in them. And that made the interview interesting or whether the person who was being interviewed liked the show and was a mm -hmm. fan. So mm -hmm. it was kind of a symbiotic relationship. It was yep. fun. It was yep. more natural. Now mm -hmm. you just give a bunch of invites to a bunch of celebrities <laughs> that have nothing to do with each other. No. W w who cares? Yep. Like w w why would anyone who listens to the show regularly give a shit about all these people all of a sudden? Mm -hmm. We don't. Mm -hmm. No, they don't. And, uh, and he didn't to his credit. Like he knew I don't need the Madonna interview back in 2007. I want, you know, fucking, so Madonna's brother was way more interesting than Madonna would have been, uh, just talking about certain things that you wouldn't hear from people. Like, uh, I'm trying to think Frank Stallone, getting Frank Stallone instead of Sly Stallone, who wasn't going to give you a shit, but Frank might, you know, like he, he was smart in that sense, but that was just him scrambling to get D-list celebrities, anything he could to get the next level of celeb on the show. That wasn't calculated like, oh, I'll go with the, the B-list guys because they're more willing to speak. That just happened to be organic. Yeah, yeah, honestly, like the Jessica Hahn. Yes. I, I don't think there are great interviewers. I think there's great interviewees. I think the interview is as good as the interviewee is. And, I, and I've thought about this because I've heard so many things. Howard's a great interviewer. Joe Rogan's a great interviewer. Blah, blah, blah is a great interviewer. They're really not that great of interviewers. The interview is as good as the interviewee actually is, in my opinion. Like, <clears throat> I guess a great interviewer will tease something out of them, and that's what makes them good. But 
to me, it really is about the actual person that you're interviewing. I mean, and in a lot of cases, in, in a lot of cases, a lot of good interviews are just because the person they're interviewing wants to go off the fucking rails. Right. And, but, and say but, a bunch of shit like I, I don't think it's Howard's true. Saying. It's true. But it's also dependent on the interviewer, because if they're not going to lead you down these ways, you may never yeah. go that way. Yeah. So right. it's a dance. Right. It's like a tango. It is two people. But with him, it's never going to be an interview. It's almost never going to be an interview. Great interview because of Howard. That's, I guess, the point I'm trying That's to make. True. If That's he's the true. weakest link in his own compound and it, like comedically, he's the weakest link in the in the industry of doing interviews. I just think there's like a paradigm where it's like a 50 50 sure and really I believe it's it's almost like a 25 75 like yeah I really think the interviewee is really what makes the interview and yeah there's definitely I mean Howard has stepped on more answers and (laughs) just been terrible and like just softballs you're like how did you not ask that oh because you didn't know because you're a fucking idiot yeah I think a good interview like when we come up with questions it's important to it's almost like a map you don't you want to have questions that lead them to solid points that right direct you that direct them in places that you want to go you don't want to lead them somewhere that nobody cares about and doesn't want to hear about right. or if it goes somewhere you want to lead them somewhere else so it's important to steer that ship in some sort of way so i think it's important to be a good interviewer but you're right it's a conversation you have to have somebody that's willing to participate yep uh let's continue to see it on the website and right if howard tv paid you would you let him come cover it of course i work for uh serious xm radio you work let me tell you something I go out of God, that sweater is awful. (laughs) There ain't no more sweet and greets. There's nothing. That's right. Like, I work for the uh, the Howard Stern radio show. Trust me. Keep the whole thing going. (laughs) Give access. Be smart about it. Uh, This is what I'm saying. Don't you want to build this into something? That's just just strictly coercion. That's all that is. Yeah. And, yeah, go ahead, Sam. I hate how Robin parrots and feigns ignorance or acts assertive just based on what Howard is doing. Yeah. Like she just parrots whatever. When he plays stupid, she's stupid. That's her job. With the Bob Levy thing. Now with this. He tells a joke. She laughs. He goes after. She goes. She joins the fray. He retreats. She retreats. It's the same. It's like um, it's like, well, when we say lapdog, we're not joking. God. Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's frightening. You should have a purse and carrier in it. Well, she's, she's, what's the name of the parrot in Aladdin that Gilbert did? Iago oh, or something? Um, Iago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's Iago. You know, she should be on a perch next to Howard. Um, Lisa G really is wearing like a fucking Freddy Krueger thing. <laughs> here, though. Awful. Who dressed her? Look at these fucking losers. Uh, Who had, she does not have and... double D's. That is not a double D chest. I'm sorry. Okay, guys, we're on tit talk with uh, a QF. <laughs> I just, I have to say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I, I don't she, believe I, it. I think she's I don't cute, believe yeah, it either. If those are double D's, then man, I've been, I, I just don't know what the letters are anymore. I don't know the alphabet. 
cameras there. That gets exciting for them. Yeah. Okay. You need you need things to happen at that thing. Okay. <laughs> I'll need, email everybody. Don't get to see Jason. Yeah. yeah think about it. For Seriously. Free. I mean, it's getting Jason, closer to the show. Only one cupcake. Oh, you're hilarious, Lisa. Well, she's right. I mean, you can't eat up all the cupcakes. I mean, she's got a point. Listen, all right, all right. I, listen, I, miss it. I spent an hour on this. Uh, this and is now crazy. we still haven't gotten to all that tape. No, now. and I got a, I got a whole bunch of things going on. What is it, true? <laughs> okay, now, I, go ahead. Lisa what G's is? like an old head with a body that's going through puberty. Double D's my ass. <laughs> I like how Jason was uh, praised for his fashion sense. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is he wearing? Right, he, he looks he like looks he like should be robbing Oompa. someone. Like, oh well, my god! And and Shuli looks like he's there installing cable. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, he's never been a fashion plate. No, no one was. No one's going to see him at the Nicole Miller show. They <laughs> so, look like losers. Yeah, I mean, they, both of them. Yeah. I always said if you could picture what a joint would look like in human form, it would be Shuli. <laughs> but I don't. It, <laughs> They look like losers, but they must mentally be losers because they all allow themselves to be taken advantage of for they years. Are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. The only th the only thing Shuli's missing right now is a big bucket, like a bucket of TFC, like under one arm, and you know a big two liter Coke on the under the other, and then a couple like delivering it to Jason. Exactly. Yeah, and Jason with like greasy, <laughs> like grease doorknob, <laughs> grease on the doorknob and shit. How, and how can uh, anybody call uh, out Howard for that hair? Like nobody's gonna say. Who are you fooling? Look at that hairpiece. Think about yeah. now and look at that and tell me that that he has real hair. My my favorite look was the 2006 wig with the one with it's it's you know the one the oh, tendrils yeah, are yeah. perfectly proportioned on either side like a like a fountain like the like the uh what was it where is it in Vegas the the water show the mirage? Uh, yes. <laughs> the light show. It's it's yeah. perfectly proportioned to cover every aspect of his peripheral vision which probably doesn't exist anyway. Jason, you... Jason, who he complimented, looks like he's wearing a fucking trash bag right now. Split on. <laughs> he's wearing a glad bag. <laughs> Jason has the physique of cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. A mozzarella ball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dough ball. Remember the dough balls at the center of the pizza they used to make the old timey place just to keep the, yeah. the keep the keep the lid uh, from <laughs> touching the center. <laughs> His shitty goatee. Let's I mean, this going. guy, this was your staple in the seminar for fashion. <laughs> <laughs> guy looks like he should be taking your shoe size for bowling shoes. But go ahead. Here's your size. Here's your size 10 fungus, fungus yeah. holders, guys. Really? Oh, handing out roller skates. Oh, you know. By the way, those curls that one that hairpiece you're talking about, it was the prom curls. Remember back like Bob and I are that age. Remember every girl had those two tendrils that would yeah. go in front of your hair right, in yeah. the updo. That but was Howard's yeah. hair. He yeah, wanted to doubled, be a girl. They doubled as weapons. Like if you really broke one <laughs> off, you could you whip somebody with them. <laughs> Real hairsprayed. Yeah. Stuff from some shows. We talked about it on here. That's the true. promotion is what got us over the hump. Well, you know? that is true. That is true. The it's TV my... clips are what got me interested in it. It's my understanding that Lisa actually doesn't participate in any behind-the-scenes shows or anything with Howard TV. Really? really? Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because she wants to be paid. No. Mm. 
Wow. Why? Do you get paid when you go on these TV appearances you do? No. No. What's going on here? What's going on with you? Oh, what's going on? I want to get paid. Oh, wait, what's going on? Everybody does everything for free around here and they're starving and they can't pay their rent. What do you what do you want? Yeah, all these all these people doing shows on the weekends when they should be resting and spending time (laughs) with their family. Like, uh, yeah, I mean. God forbid I want to be fucking paid to be on a show that you're going to sell. Yeah. I mean, this is this is insanity to me. Yeah. I can't believe this went on. Well, let's let's I, try to get through it. Go ahead, well, Sam. Well, what's going on? You you got to get up at four in the morning, four or five days a week, and you want to get paid yeah. for extra? You're not here out of the goodness of your heart. What kind of okay. assholes are they? I'm gracious. For Sirius XM uh, Radio. So what? Well, you work for Howard. It's part of the, you're part of the Howard Stern Show. Right, I know that. <laughs> Howard Stern Show doesn't make any, uh, you know, it's the Howard Stern Show. And think, okay. about it, be smart about it, too. The reason I pay attention to their block party is because I see clips. Doug sends them to me. Right. And then I go, boy, this is ridiculous what Ronnie just the did. The block party, like Shuli said, the block party was literally on its last leg until yeah. That's not her fucking problem. Problem that it was almost on its last leg it has yeah. nothing to do with nothing what to do with her. No. Go ahead. Yep. Delphi. It was you, dead. The, the, she's the, right. No, that's right. They it, are two separate things. That's a separate event, just like Bob Levy's Killers of Comedy or whatever they do as a spawn thing on the side. That's mm-hmm. not saying you film me and I'm taking your film crew to do what I do for free shit. Mm-hmm. And you're going to film me doing shit on the side for free. That's completely different. And yep, you're going right. to use it, and you're not going to pay me. Yep. It is interesting. It made the next show the biggest show, and look what's happening now. It's just yeah. blowing up bigger and bigger every mm-hmm. city. You should have Sal come to your thing, because he puked on the bar at our show. <laughs> That's and, what put and it, and it over the top. And it blew it up. It blew it up. Thanks to Sal. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Lisa only works for the Howard Stern show when she has something to sell. Right. Otherwise, she works for Sirius. Oh, that's I what see. I'm hearing. Oh, that's the, uh, that's the distinction? That's what I'm hearing right that's now. That's what uh, oh, Jason hears when yeah. she talks. Oh, what a goody two-shoes. What a good brown-nosing piece of shit. I yeah. bet you feel real good about yourself in your blazer and gold star. You fucking idiot. How do you like your sh- how do you like your job now, Jason? Do you feel good about it? You feel yeah. real proud how it's how, how it's how turned the, out for you? How the, like the move turn out? Hero bluechew.com might sponsor us at some point. So don't, <laughs> don't give her so, too much shit. <laughs> they're so bad squatty potty left them. Let me tell you something. My opinion is it's irrelevant who we work for. It's the Howard Stern show first, foremost, and always. No, it's it's quite relevant. That's that's your your <laughs> what you decide to say is irrelevant is actually irrelevant. Like she well, signs that, a contract, she's working for Sirius XM. When it's raise time, oh, Sirius XM is your boss. When right. it's we need content, it's the Howard Stern show. And I'm playing a clip that's connected to this. It's all, I've, I've meshed it together, guys, so bear with me. And it has to deal with Penny Crone, year one, 2006 of Sirius, where she's bitching about the fucking holiday gifts, the Christmas gifts that he refuses to give out, claiming he has 300 people to buy for. Yeah, 300 no. people. Can he name three three people? No. He can't even name his daughters. She, no, of course not. He listed the chief benefactor. Yeah. Of all of those companies. Like, yeah, yeah, that's real easy to say when you accrue 90 percent of the profit from everything you just listed. Like, 
Okay, so we work for BobD.com, uh, BobD PayPal, BobD. Like, yeah, you're saying all these things that benefit you is what we all need to to work for for free, yeah, all basically. Roads, like, all roads lead to Howard. Yeah, why not serious? Why not? You know, I mean, it's just, it's just. Of course, the main benefactor wants you to work for him. <laughs> Good Sam. Isn't it interesting, though, the ego on him then, the way he's talking, and yep. he really thought, yeah, everything revolves around me. And now look at the show. It is all about him. Nobody yep. listens. Nobody cares. So well, you you really thought that it's the Howard Stern show. No, nothing else matters. And yeah. Okay. Sure. Keep thinking that, you delusional fuck. Now look at and, what you got. You got and, nothing. Okay. Now I will tell people that if anybody really wants to dig deep into sort of the, the turnaround, the change, it, you could pinpoint to a number of different years. But 2012 is very interesting because Robin's not in studio. He's doing AGT now. He's starting to. And he's thinking the show is beneath him. And yet um, he, he's got to know that his listenership is like in the toilet by that point. But then he's doing GTD. And we don't know it at the fact at the time at the time, but Marcy Turk is there indoctrinating him in, in fucking Castle Gay Skull, and he, she's telling him all this shit like you're you're the king, you're king shit. It's all about you, circling. And ev eventually, the fucking back office radio goes. And but what's what's fuel? That's GTD, I believe, and Marcy is what's fueling this particular rant. He was already narcissistic beforehand, but it just multiplied because of Marcy and gassing him up and shit. Marcy coming in there her doing getting things done right yeah that is to make your life more efficient your life not a show a radio show when you don't have any idea what it's about and you don't understand the inner workings you don't understand the audience you don't right. get it so you're cutting out parts that you see as fat or you see as not uh working you see it as a problem, w ruining the show, because her whole goal is making it about Howard, being efficient, time efficient, money efficient. Yeah, right. She just... He, he's, she ended up becoming, whether she was qualified or not, those two guys in office space who decide what everybody does and those, what do you call those, what do they call them, um, efficiency experts? Yeah, oh God. But she was wholly unqualified for one thing, number one. Number two... When it came down, uh, when it came down to, um, uh, when it came down to the fact that y you had this programming that was kind of entertaining to people, I don't know what it was that set him off that decided back off his radio is, is got to go, for example. I'm sure it was just because they were getting too much attention and he wasn't anymore. But mostly it was Marcy just whispering in his ear saying, you know what, you don't need this shit. It's your show. Don't give them that much time. Uh, Gary, you're not going on the wrap-up show anymore, but maybe six, six seven minutes, that's it. And it's going to be tooled to kiss Howard's ass. And it was worked because it was the direct opposite. That's why the wrap-up show was so awesome and how we reference it so often because that's when people were free to talk. Right, it wasn't yeah. a plug. It wasn't a consistent plug. Then always. Yes, always. and I agree. The only reason people want the Howard Stern show is because we keep this thing going. This thing of ours. And so Lisa should be friendly to the Howard TV people. I say everyone should cooperate with everyone else. Yeah. I have meetings about this all the time. 
This notion is bizarre. It's it, the worst thing for Sirius XM is the guy, is whoever developed this idea that we're all adversarial. Uh, okay. Howard TV helps Howard XM Sirius. <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead, Sam. He is he is making this narrative like he's in a mafia, like a Godfather yep. scenario. And he but uses that. This isn't. Like Lisa's a capo or a soldier. That's not how it works. You're an actual no. show business, Howard. You yep. should pay people professionally and mm -hmm. accordingly. Yeah. This isn't some, uh, if you do this for me and hide the body, I'll promote you. That's Like, this is crap. You mentioned that, but the phrase he uses is this thing of ours. This thing yeah. of ours. Yeah. It's not this thing of ours. This is a show like every other show on the goddamn network. Yep. Howard has what I've called Michael Scott syndrome, where all of his coworkers seem to be his friends and family, and they all need to give him free work. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> this thing of ours, well, you seem to be collecting 100%. So this seems to be more of a this thing of mine. relationship. Yeah, yeah. This thing of mine. Yeah. And, it, and he also doesn't realize, and I don't think most of the employees realize this thing of ours was on the tail end of its ass. This mm -hmm. was a Hail Mary and a money grab because oh, yeah. he didn't want to compete with Opie and Anthony and yep. he didn't want to compete with the competition that was coming. So he mm -hmm. took the money. Yep. And he didn't want to compete with his own show, which is why he's like, I need to set a precedent that anything anybody does here i need a piece of which mm -hmm. is very mafioso type thinking yep and i mean if contrary if you to go... popular belief the mafia aren't really great people they're exploitative and yeah they take advantage of a lot of people and that's what right. he's trying to do here right the mafia is actually a perversion of the original concept of the mafia which was noble they were like robin hood back in the day but uh eventually you know it turned into what it did but if you were to go with that, this thing of ours, mafia notion, and say that that's what he thinks it is, then he's screwing them over and mm -hmm. doesn't care, like a selfish mafia boss on his last leg and just doesn't yeah, give a shit. Yeah, he's a big he Paul in front of steaks. Just in front of Stark's Spark Steakhouse. How, what are you going to do? Howard. What are you going to do? That's what he's saying. What are you going to do? All the time. This idea that we have distinctions among us is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, what happened? I, I, I find you a wonderful woman, a very talented newscaster, and I'm happy as can be that you work here. And but you guys I, ought to get together and give your own right. gifts. I think that everyone within their own department should exchange gifts. Yeah, now, keep in mind, guys, this is six years earlier, not to the day. You know, obviously Christmas time, so you're looking at, you know, whatever but either way six years apart and this is what he has to say yeah. unless you're mentally ill and you need some sort of validation from me i'm not getting you a gift don't get me a gift See, but i, I think don't want any it. gifts you hit it she's mentally ill and needs validation yeah. <laughs> but i just want to say what do you do? i just want to say man. penny penny no i don't want any jokes made uh, i'm not getting anyone any yeah, gifts. Bob, shut up <laughs> i already have I, I take care of the on-demand crew i take care of uh my immediate crew here that works on the howard stern show you guys in the news department should exchange gifts with one another go ahead and comment and you can <laughs> okay jesus christ so the one the, they're called howard 100 news 
Do you think they had to sign? Well, because they started with him and obviously they had some sort of experience in order to get this job mm-hmm. in broadcasting. Do you think that yeah. they had some sort of non-compete clause when they signed this that yes. they wouldn't go and get better jobs? Because yeah, it just to me seems like, why would you stay there? Well, Penny used to work for Fox, and I believe her husband is, um, I, I'm not sure if he works for Secret Service or something like that, but she, somebody in, a, or in like, you know, law enforcement, some type of, you know, uh, keep it hush-hush. Uh, and I don't think she's ever been interviewed subsequently after leaving the show, after let, getting let go. Um, but, um, yeah, I think they're, they're stuck there, basically. Once they're hired, they're hired. That's it. You're with us. You can't go freelance. You can't write for, you know, AP. You can't do anything. You're with us. Well, well the reason why I say that for Howard 100 News is because they were basically doing gossip on the show. Yeah. And I think that maybe they had to sign that because if they did find out things about the show and that was kind of hot at the time. Yeah. People were interested in the show. Maybe they could sell it to a tabloid. So yeah, yeah. they had, they didn't, they had no compete clauses for the information on the show. I don't know that they couldn't leave, you know, mm-hmm. that, <clears throat> that seemed to be, that, that was the other thing about Howard's rap with people. And I know that you want to do a series or you have already started a series of people that have left, but mm-hmm. it's like it always gave people. It's just not good in business to always give someone a deal where you either take this or fuck off. Like <laughs> people yeah. are gonna fuck off, you know. And yeah. it's like everyone that was like, okay, uh, well, I'm gonna leave. Yep. And then the second that they left, they got beaten with a fucking rake in you know, whipped and publicly dismayed. And it's like, we all have this choice. I could come home. I could have come home tonight and told my girlfriend, hey, um, you know, uh, I'm going to sleep with the neighbor and uh, maybe get on Tinder and I'm not going to (laughs) really take you out for dinner anymore. But, you know, you don't have to date me. Like, yeah, (laughs) of course, like we're all free to go elsewhere, but. That's kind of a raw, that's kind of an exploitative deal, right? I mean, we're we're both locked into this lease and these people do have families and they are dependent on this income. And it was like, it always seemed like Howard was like, oh, you don't want to be here. You can leave. It's like, okay, so when they leave, you can't kill them over it because that's the deal you gave them. Like companies usually like. Companies usually give raises to their employees, not because they want to give out more money, because it's just kind of an agreement that goes on and we see value in what you're doing. We want to match it like, I mean, companies don't want to willingly give out money and not that they're all, well, we don't want to do this and that. But when I get a raise, it's not because my boss just thinks I'm such a great person. It's like, oh, we see a value and what you're doing and this is kind of a way that we it's just a gesture and howard seems to always give the bottom barrel gesture to everybody all the time and you really can't blame people for leaving well Bowie, robin 
and Fred all basically signed away the keys to their assholes. And they handed him lube and they said, you fuck me anywhere, anyhow, any position you want. It, my, my asshole is fucking gaping for you. And th- I guarantee that Bowie at one point, maybe Fred, maybe they all did, but I'm certainly Bowie did. Uh, shopped around and tried to see what kind of money he'd get anywhere else at another gig, but he kept it very, very discreet and found out that if he went working for Rob Burnett, first of all, Rob Burnett's a fucking producer. He doesn't need a producer. He doesn't need a sub producer or an associate producer. You're going to make less money and you're actually (laughs) not qualified to do the job you're doing. So stay where the fuck you are. And that's what they all did. They said, I'll never get this money anywhere else, even if it is ship money comparatively to the boss. Right. I kind of compare this to like a small. I compare this to like a smaller like dictatorship state, where it's like you're in power, the state's in power, and the people that are in control, Howard, Fred, Gary, uh, basically, and Marcy, whatever, they're in control, and they give out whatever the state gives out. That's what you're worth. And for so long, this is what they've been conditioned to think. That's what their worth is. And they're afraid to leave the state. Oh yes. Yeah. They're, they're constantly sandbagged basically all the time. Everyone's always sandbagged and do they need to stay there? And then on top of that, if they do choose to leave, they're going to have to face public humiliation that extends, you know, at the peak of this show to millions of people. Yep. And uh, probably a lot of people didn't want to go through that. And I don't really blame them. No. Um, to me, you know, a lot of these people like Andy Dick that we opened the show with and other people that did actually have talent and connections, you know, mm-hmm. they all seem to leave. Mm-hmm. And. The people that really didn't have, like, even with Bob Levy, I think he's a funny guy, you know, mm. but Bob Levy's not Jim Florentine and he's not Chris Rock and these other guys. That he, he just didn't have that kind of presence, you know. No. But you go also ahead. say, like, well, where where else would these people go? But they were also mentally conditioned to think, where else would yes. you go? What else would you do? I will not let you gain any other skills or talent or mm-hmm. go further in your abilities than I tell you to. They are not only that ma- but they, they are would mandating work against... he is mandating roles to not let you go farther in your career on purpose to keep you down. And not on only purpose. that, he'll work against you and he'll pull favors to make sure He's that a you communist don't dictator. get those jobs. Yeah, I mean, that's a scary thing. Like, if you say, okay, I'm going to branch out and do whatever, and, and you know, and you know, they all know about Howard. Everyone knows about Howard. Like, he'll shut you down behind the scenes. Like, what are they going to do if Sal wants to leave? The first thing that's going to happen is all his connections to the Howard Stern show and all those people that gave him those shows, he knows immediately those are all done. Julie, yeah. Bob, everybody, that's all done. And then on top of that, if he wants to get picked up elsewhere, unless it's by someone who's more powerful, like what happened with Stuttering John, mm-hmm. they're going to get shut down. Like, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's going to be invested in shutting down your career. Like, that's that's a big thing. That's not to be discounted. Like, that's a scary thing, you know? Well, 
that may be the case. Who knows? I mean, we know that during his heyday, yeah, he he definitely kept jobs from people. But in actual in actual co- the concept, anyway, um, if someone did want these people, they wanted to give them a certain value. Like, okay, we we talked me and you, Bob, talked about um, uh, James Gunn put Richard Christie as in a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy two, and then Howard shit all over it. Like, what the fuck is that? This is a film that made. <clears throat> Like, I don't know, 17 times the yeah. fucking profit of private parts. And that's what you're shitting mm-hmm. on. You're shitting on your guy because you're conditioning. You're trying to condition him to accept that his place is beneath your fucking boot. Right. And if he, value, tries to, if he tries to get ahead, fuck him. The problem yeah. is when you get people that know their worth, as Sam said in previous podcasts, when you get people that have the confidence to not have to fucking settle for the wrap-up show anymore and to say, like, no, I don't need to go on. And guys like Patrice said, fuck it, I'm going with ONA. They're my guys. They value me. He never went back to the fucking show. Bowie tried to take ownership after he died. He said, oh, we love Patrice. You had him on twice. Talk shit about him. He never came back. That's how well he thought of you. That's what he yeah. thought of you and your fucking organization. You devalue people. Most the people the people that do have the fucking guts to stand up and say fuck you, I'm not going to be re- disrespected like that. Those people end up they they often have the 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 not just the the balls, but they have the talent to back up exactly. that desire to be treated with respect, and they'll exactly. succeed. They'll succeed in spite of you and your fucking barrel of crabs pulling other crabs right. down. And that yeah. that's part of that's part of narcissistic personality disorder too when you hear about all these people not making money and it's it parallels how a lot of their relationships are where they keep people dependent on their money and they just keep you on a slippery slope you know like you hear about all these people needing to do other shows because it keeps them dependent on you they don't have enough money to go ahead and set something else up they're they're always going to be dependent on you it's just fascinating how even on his scale they you they employ the exact same tools they do on a much more microscopic scale yep Say whatever you want. I'm going to let everyone in on a secret. Get out your news pad, Penny. I'm going to let Lisa G and you in on a secret. I don't really hire any of you. They use my name on these channels, Howard Stern channels. Sirius is your employer. If Sirius wants to give you a Christmas gift, that's great. I work for Sirius as you work for Sirius. I I came up with the idea for a news department, but they're the ones who pay for it and okay it. They're the ones who pay Bubba. They pay Pharrell. (laughs) Jesus Christ almighty. I mean. Complete contrast to what we played earlier where she said, I work for Sirius. Yep. Absolutely. What difference does it make there? It was your idea. You asked these people to come along on this idea. You make $500 million. Get this person a fucking stocking of shit. Put some candy in it. Who cares? And that's all. That that was what Lisa G says. I really don't supervise them. I have nothing to do in the supervision of you guys or them. I am merely another employee at Sirius. Why does she? Now they're looking at him like like you can't really expect us to believe the bullshit. You can't believe what you're actually saying right. can you right right yeah i think you owe her a uh, gift yeah i go work for imus 100 i hear he gives candy <laughs> while, you're, while you're doing this rap i kid you yeah. not tim is in the green room trying to jump out the window for real he like opened it up like because he feels like now you're throwing it on him well it's true it's a serious i don't see serious buying it they don't buy me a christmas gift and they don't buy Good. anyone here at Christmas gifts. So we ahead cover now. you 24 hours a day. Let's do away with Good. the Let me ask you a question, Lisa. Now listen to him. 
like he's like a kid. Fuck it. If I can't play, I'm taking my ball and I'm fucking. I'm not just taking what do my they ball go away. With? I'm gonna pop it. Every time I can't, I've brought it up since the first episode, abandonment, yeah. abandonment. That's the first thing they go to. Go fucking work for Imus. That was get that, rid that of flu. Him is what he said. We'll yeah, that no, that department. Yeah, he he said he flew right out of his mouth. Oh, Listen, yeah, really? Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's be done with it. I'm going to address that. Do you think the no, president sends gifts right. to the press that, corps? Listen to that, thi- yeah. listen to that thinking. We cover you 24 hours a day. Honey, listen to me. I'm telling you, I can't hire, I can't buy a gift for everyone who works here. There's no, thousands of people. No, you buy us a stupid fruit tower from Harry and David no. $39. No. It stops. It stops. donuts outside. Stop the fucking extortion. Go I got 300 donuts. people, and I shouldn't even be involved in that. It's gotten <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. Oh it's business 101. Yeah, all those little tower? things, the bottled water, the the fruit tower, all, all those things come back. It's all an investment. People recognize these things like this is such a great exercise in why you invest in your employees. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is like all those stupid little fucking things. This is why when he gave that seminar, no one had his back. You've yeah. given me bare minimum. I'm giving you bare minimum. Yep. That's that's the way it is. I mean. And, pe- and people, those of you listening are going to argue, because I know there's going to be some apologist assholes who go, well, they could have left, you know, like that. That's not the point. Whether you leave or whether you decide to stay, exploiting is still exploiting. And if you're exploiting yeah. your fucking staff, it doesn't. Like you saying they could leave and get another job doesn't negate the truth, the truism that this guy progressively, as as years went on, exploited his staff as much as he could for as long as he could for no money or very little money and certainly none that came out of his fucking pocket. So regardless of if they could get another well, yeah. job, who gives a shit? He was still exploiting but, them is the point. But there's a time and place. Like the example I use my girlfriend can go date another person if I come back and I go, hey, uh, yeah, I'm going to sleep with the neighbor and uh, yeah. never take you out. Sam could say the same thing to her her guy. I'm going to start sleeping with the neighbor. You could start telling her we're all free to do that. Everyone's free to do whatever they want to do. Everyone's right. free. to, But there's a certain conduct that you abide by as just a human being. Mm-hmm. As someone that uh, that that is empathetic and, and the towards neighbor wants to other people, <laughs> yeah, and the neighbor yeah. and and Sam's boyfriend's scary, but that's beside <laughs> the fact. What I'm saying is, just because there's an option there, doesn't mean you play that card. And there's a right. certain conduct that you engage with. My boss could call me tomorrow and go. We're going to reduce your salary by 50%. He could do yeah. that. Yeah. He's allowed me, to do that. He, the, me, the CFO is absolutely allowed to do that. But obviously, I'm going to take that into account and go, right. okay, this is not a stable place to be, and right. I'm going to leave. Like Bowie, I, choosing, Bowie choosing to stay, for example, is a testament to his inability, his lack of self-respect. It doesn't negate the fact that he's being exploited. Well, yeah, and, where is he going to go? Yeah. Where's he going to go? Mm-hmm. Let's also talk about this in the background of the fact that Sirius XM is somewhat new 
they have other radio shows that they can go to. Maybe they will pay them less, but reward them more. That could be creatively stronger and actually build an audience and they can be a part of it. So it's not like they have nowhere to but go these, to. That's no, not no, true. They, they can't go there because Howard will shut them out. Like, yeah, the thing is, is that no one talks about it. But Howard shuts people out and Howard puts careers on hold. Howard silences people. Howard shut like he really did do that. They really don't have a choice. A lot of them, unless they're so talented like Billy West, you know, that they can go and get other jobs to where they can shut them down. Like it's really just complete exploitation. They really don't have a choice. I think a lot of these people. It's yeah. really an authoritarian state. Yeah. yeah. I Each said that other. three years Howard, ago. I've got to go. Where are you going? I have an interview I have to do. Okay. That's but anyway. Wait, wait, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. Leave Lisa alone. It's not just yeah. Lisa. Mr. Yeah, but she's not. A, we're, we're team players she's at least, dude. Player. We take the shit. She, she won't take hard. the shit. She won't hey. let the TV show she in. Works hard. We all work hard. She has self-respect and she doesn't want yeah. to be fucking. She doesn't want to be ass fucked. That's not not exactly. being a team player. That's standing up for yourself, shithead. Yep. It's having boundaries. He, he, he yeah. doesn't understand. He's a part of a pyramid scheme. Lisa yep. does. Yep. Dude, why Listen are you 70 with a stripper pole? Shut up, moron! Portable stripper pole. <laughs> what the fuck is that? All right, look. Lisa. Why you got to be like that, Lisa? Lisa Seriously. Good luck with sweet and greet. Me. Okay. I'm coming. Sweet I'm coming meat. to this thing. Ronnie. I'm going. No men are invited. I don't care. I'm going to wear a dress. I'm going. Uh, also, Ronnie. Mini dress. Yeah, we're all drinking the same poison fucking chalice yeah. from the same chalice, Lisa. Why aren't you? We're all working yeah. for this nut, nut case for nothing. Why don't you also stay in the fucking mud with us? But why does everyone have to suffer to begin with? Like yeah. that's what he's saying. We all suffer through it. Why? Yeah, why are all you guys shit. suffering? Like, why can't you guys get a thousand dollars an episode? That's not that big of an ask. No, if it's isn't. being licensed out. Like, yep. why are all you guys swallowing all this shit? That shouldn't be that way. Yeah. So when he said we, is. we are. We're like the mafia, basically, when he was saying that. It's true, except for yeah. you're not the mafia. Right. So yeah. when the mafia people you see in The Sopranos, they're getting pissed. Like, they have to give a cut to this person, oh, yeah. or they have to pay for this dinner. Or, the, it, you know, it travels upward, and that's sort of, that's the way it goes. In but a real mafia. mafia. But in this, a mafia situation. This isn't how it goes. This isn't how a professional <laughs> relationship goes. If right. this was the mafia, he would have been Big Paul getting killed by John Gotti because he was such a gluttonous pig and would not. <laughs> like he gave... in the mafia. Yeah. I mean, there the was guy a gets Jew, his Jewish hair dyed and his <laughs> wife cuts his nails. <laughs> well, and... We're not. And we're, we're discounting the pink mafia, by the way. Uh, block party. Everyone. Doug Goodstein, <laughs> Howard TV. Thank you. Selling out all over the country because of you. Who's coming? Rhonda or Ronnie? Ronda's coming. Ronda. Ronda's coming. Thank you, Rhonda. OK, listen. Thank you. Okay. Whole fucking show is crazy. <laughs> I know. Right, thank you, Lisa. Madness. Thank you, Shuli. Thank you. Right. I appreciate all of your efforts. Good luck with all your Fight side projects. Everybody. Yeah, good luck with your side projects that look, I'm going to piss all over constantly. Look who's in there. Ronnie and Shuli. Zeros. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, and I like Ronnie, <laughs> but the guy has no fucking talent. He was a limo driver. Like, Yeah, he was. You understand why he's in this situation. Like, Ronnie and Lisa are not in the same fucking ball game. 
Lisa no, was on a massively successful radio show. That's she has correct. a licensed name. Ronnie was just a fu- he's just a fucking idiot. And I and yeah. I like him. You know, like but but they're Rob, not you the like same. Me? I think I Ronnie eventually came to the same realization though. Oh, I think he, he did. did. It just it yeah. just it just yeah, took no, him it, it just took him another, I don't know, fucking nine years. But and yeah, it he happens. Did. Yeah. He just he's not as savvy again. It's Who's savvy, who was established before the show, and who wasn't? Ronnie's not going to be savvy towards what we're talking about with residuals and publishing and, you know, TV rights. He was a limo driver, and that's fine. But he was getting taken advantage of, and she refused to get taken advantage of. But that's because he also, in his heart, knows he is just a fucking limo driver and the security bullshit. He's not really security. Howard made him security. You know, he wasn't, you know, fucking Chuck Zito defending, you know, celebrities. And that was, it became a security guard. He was a limo driver that they made into all this bullshit. So he has no choice but to suck Howard's colon. Yeah. Right. Right. So when Howard's defending, when Ronnie's defending this, this is him coming from a lower position in his life, going higher. But Lisa, this is a lateral transition. Exactly. Trying to Lisa make more had money. a name. This, Lisa this had a name before right. going in there. Mm-hmm. Out. Out. <laughs> Everyone out. Lisa, a lot, of, a lot was made about the unity of, of the Howard Stern show with all these different departments working together. You don't seem to subscribe to that theory. I, uh, I hear what he's saying. Um, you know, I think it's been that way from day one when they hired us. So I'm not going to say that I'm at fault. Okay, she's got to couch it very carefully. And Bob was yeah. quick, quick to note this. I mean, it's obvious when you hear it, but we'll let it play out. And you can hear her kind of doing her best to tap dance between the fucking rain of shit uh, so that she doesn't get hit with it. But she's steadfast. She's like, nope, I'm not getting paid. Fuck this. You're not kid putting cameras where you know, where I don't want them for thinking that way. Is it a monetary issue? Is it a monetary issue? Not exactly. But I, like I said, I was hired as a serious XM radio employee. Right. But specifically to be associated with the Howard Stern show. And as Howard said, if he fails, we all fail. So did you see any truth in that? And, you know, Given the fact that she didn't say anything there. Yes. And also she has to repeat the question because the answer is no, but she's using that time to think of what she can say instead of no, I don't go with that. Sorry. Tough shit. You're stuck here as a, as a hallway interviewer, but I had a career before this and I'll have another one afterwards. And she did. She did. She's keeping her mouth shut. She's keeping her mouth shut. Like it's, it's a difference. Like, okay, if I play for the Blackhawks, and uh, Nike wants me to wear their shirts and whatever. And they pay for that. Mm-hmm. And it's saying, I am an employee of the Chicago Blackhawks. I do not wear Nike stuff. If Nike wants me to wear their stuff, they can pay me for it. That's how yep. these agreements work. Typically. Like, that's what she's kind of saying. Like, I get where they're coming from. I do not wear Nike stuff unless they want to pay me for it. Like mm-hmm. she knows she's not, she's not Shuli. She's not these, she's not Scrubs. Ronnie's limo driver. She fucking knows how this thing goes. And she's know? not answering this propaganda question. Like, do you see where he's coming from? You play for the team. I'm not playing into this leading question. 
Yeah. yeah. It's always emotional when they want Oh, don't you want to be a team player? Don't you love Howard? I love how it's always emotional when they want you on right. their side. But when yep. it comes down to just brass tacks, like, yeah, no. If you want to have a show that you're... My my response, if I was Leah, was, or uh, Lisa G, would be, if Howard does an episode, does he get paid for it? Yeah, he gets paid for it. Okay, then I want to be paid for my episode. Yep. Is that okay? Uh, but There you go. Real simple. Real yep. simple. It's about Howard and the great job that he's doing. And believe me, I never forget um, how grateful I am that I have a job here and how wonderful he is as a broadcaster. But like I said, I was hired to be part of the radio show. And so that's the way my m- mindset has been from day one. Now, I got to give her credit for that because she she answered it in such a way where she's not culpable. But you could see in her body language, she was just saying, I don't believe he's a great broadcaster. I think he's an asshole. I think this whole thing stinks and I can't say it. That's what you you, you can you can totally read the fine print between the lines. So last thing we're going to play, guys, is one from more recently because I tried to play these as uh, chronologically as possible. Uh, Howard Stern comes again. Book promotion. This guy is bitching at his staff to buy copies because he knows it's a failure and he know what he needs. He needs numbers. He's not giving free copies to his staff. That's the level of fucking cheapness. Benji tries to get credit, says he's arranged to get credit through Bob, Don Buckwald and Wiggy. You listen to what fucking happens as a result. So let me just set this up. I'm way over. Oh, Benji's right here. Yeah, Benji, it's weird to me that you haven't bought the book. He said he, well, you say it, Benji. Come over here. Just a fucking weirdo. Why don't you be honest? I'll be totally honest. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. What'd you say? I can't hear you. It's a, it's a, I can't hear Howard at all. I can't hear you at all. Is he there? <laughs> it, Are you there? A, Benji, a, speak up, please. It's a beautiful book. Congratulations. Is Benji talking at all? Yes, he is. This is the fucking stupidity in 2019, which carried over in, in the previous couple of years. Just get him in the fucking studio. Why are you are bull doing this bullshit? Like he can't be in. Like it's again, it's being devalued. You can, you're not allowed to come in here and talk to me. You have to be in a subordinate fucking position. Shittier mic somewhere in the back office, and you have to sound like Bowie on a commuter rail announcing the next stop's fucking Newark. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, even it sounds like that. it sounds like morning announcements in a school in 1982. Yeah. Like, why? Here's a reading from the Baha'i. I mean, he what the fuck? <laughs> he didn't comp his staff that book no like are you, really like yeah, of course. even if it came if even if even if he came out of his own pocket what, what are we talking about like this is 120 dollars like, this is him tasking the staff to buy his fucking girl scout cookies because he can't, doesn't want to go door to door i mean this is i mean that's pathetic you should that's uh, of more value yeah I you know so. it's you know it's funny in that seminar when he's like we got to go door to door like uh <laughs> <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah's Witness. Cause, and I, I remember hearing it. Yeah, because we all love Jehovah's Witness. Right? I, mean, <laughs> I think I made they're... a Photoshop of the book with the Watchtower logo on top with his with his doing that doing that that face of his. Fuck. It was just great. I love I'd rather I had... hear Jehovah's Witness on Exactly. Exactly. Just thinking of Photoshops. Can oh, I go in here? I can't hear No, you can't come you... in here. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. No, I hear you. Go ahead. Say say what you want. I hear say. you. Good. Say. It's a beautiful book, and congratulations. I thought we'd probably get free books, so I thought if I, if I didn't get a free book, I'd, I'd buy it today at a bookstore. I love bookstores. 
And Benji's genuinely pissed he's not in the book. Yeah, absolutely. He yeah. claims he spoke to Don Buckwald, my agent, about it. Why are you what speaking you to my agent? You want me to explain? Explain it. Okay. This is, I was amazed they put this on there, but that was because Howard I, needed I to debase too. him. But I'm, I, I'm, I, I, I'm I, amazed he let this on. Yeah. Same. I thought, I, I remember hearing this live and thinking, why would you know he, he he'll censor he'll censor the <laughs> Wendy Williams from YouTube. He doesn't want that rant on there. But this he thought was okay. I thought this was way worse. <laughs> In a lot of ways, yeah. yeah. I, did, I did too. I did too. Okay. See now? You couldn't hear now. Can you do this every day? Just fucking talk. Okay, I can't I can see Gary. I can't see Howard. It doesn't matter. All right. Howard, are you are you there? <laughs> You're <a> fucking idiot. <laughs> ben just say what you want to say. Okay, now we're going to go into it. All right. <laughs> Years ago, I discussed with Don credits, and I was worried about when things get repackaged. He said, as long as we're in control of it, everything that's packaged up, you'll get credit for. Yeah, so what credit do you deserve? Okay, it just gets worse, guys. Like that is the the kindest he gets in this fucking level at this in this clip. Yeah, Bob. Again, going back to the savviness, going back to what we started from from this show, from the beginning of this show. Yep. People that know know when there's a package service or there's a package product that you're a key player in. Yep. You deserve credits or residuals. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what Benji knows, and this is exactly what he's confronting him about right now. Yes. This is what all these other fucking idiots that Howard raped for years for free content did not know. And, and this is what he would not he would not crowbar Don's name in there, which again, you're not allowed to mention Don Buckwald. He Wig's allowed to, but not anybody else, not subordinates. He would not bring up Don if it didn't really happen, this conversation between Oh, him I and believe Don. it happened hundred percent. Hundred percent. I absolutely think this happened. And the absolute narcissism of him to say, what did you contribute? Oh, just step on a landmine. Yep. I was in all, every single one, almost every single, probably every single one of those interviews since 98 or 2001. You're in it? You mean you're in the studio? Yes. Yeah. And many things you said were things. During an interview? Absolutely. All right. All right. So here, you didn't get any credit. Too bad. What the Go hell fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Now he like listen. He, whether it was the back office staff that gave him Wikipedia notes or Benji that asked questions, and he, like I guarantee he contributed it. I think Benji's I an idiot. It. I think he's unfunny, but I'm certain he asked questions about the person's career. He was online looking for stuff he could actually write to give to Howard because Howard's not going to be prepped. He's yeah, going to be on the fly depending on his doesn't, minions. Doesn't know anything. He's yeah. prepping a guy that doesn't know anything. I, I I don't doubt Benji one second at all in this entire thing that's yep. going on right now. I think this is a great closing clip, too. Yep. He's out of his fucking mind. He gets Benji, credit. I'm not interested in giving you any fucking credit. How's that? That's, that's it. That's, that's it. That's the end. Okay. That's it. You ride the show. All right. 
Chris. You get a credit every day. I tell people you write on the show. I don't know I, what fucking credit I you're looking for. I appreciate that. You get tons of credit. Absolutely. Do you know the names of any people who wrote for The Tonight Show or yeah. The David Letterman Late Show? How many of the writers do you know their names? Not a lot, but if you... If you don't hear their names, that doesn't matter because those guys are financially compensated for that. They don't give of a fuck course. if their name is announced. That's the difference, you fucking cocksmoker. This, like, oh, I mentioned you, so that's good enough. You know, <laughs> well, what's that doing for my career to be mentioned on your show or to that's be in the people... book? But won't even get that. It, it, that's what maybe people that might have a beef with this episode is, is like they don't understand how unprecedented this is. People mm -hmm. on The Tonight Show are compensated. They're not out there giving people shit. They're paid well for what they yeah. do. There's Wait, no not. one working for free on The David Letterman Show when he had one that were just begging for plugs. That did not happen. That is unprofessional. That's yeah. unprecedented. And that doesn't yeah. happen in that industry. Anyone that was a, a serious contributor on any level was compensated, period. Yes. I mean, yeah. It's... Nobody was on a radio show this successful for so many decades would be compensated so little. Like, like a regular salary of a layman, working person, not in show business. That's what they were compensated like. They were yeah. compensated like regular middle class people. Yeah. Not yeah. even joking. That's insane. Like, and the lower, show had been lower. successful for decades. Yes. And I believe a guy like Fitzsimmons who, you know, fell out with Ellen and was served an NDA and was not allowed to talk about it. I believe she might have been an ogre, but I'm sure she paid him fairly as a writer. I'm sure she did. But that would have I been mean, a union position anyway, and he would have had a contract saying, I'm getting this much for my work, and maybe I'm getting compensated for every joke that gets used, because a lot of times that's how it would work. If you got a you got an extra bump, if I used three of your jokes, this, you know, monologue or whatever the fuck. Yeah, they got paid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where are all these people with Opie and Anthony? You know, like my my thing is I don't really understand logistically uh radio. I, mm. I do know music somewhat and I do know you know, TV and, and movies, because I know people in it, but where are all these comedy writers for Opie and Anthony that didn't get paid? Like, why aren't all, why isn't that the rap on them that they, that they sandbagged all the people that, that wrote for them? You know, like where, where is all of that? Like it's, mm -hmm. it seems to only be Howard that this follows around that he repeatedly underpays people and exploits people again right. and again right and it wouldn't be an issue if he didn't get paid for syndication of his show and it wouldn't be an issue if he didn't own the rights of his show and then say well i'm going to get paid for my archive well once you like and that's i already mentioned on a uh, like one of his quitter podcasts saying before i signed with howard i had to sign something that looked like the manhattan phone book before and it, I'm sure it was just him saying forfeiting all the rights to whatever he's he's going to do like a release a waiver. Right. Right. Um, but if guys like Stuttering John saying we never signed anything like that, I as a lawyer, I would jump all over that. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. You'd have to. Yeah. I just wish it would be somebody more articulate than John being my client, but you never know. You can't have it all. <laughs> so let's play the last yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay, Benji. Name them all. Name the writers on the tonight show. 
those two brothers, they're heavy set. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, well, that's a point. a good way of naming You don't people. think I've made you a fucking household name, Absolutely. you fucking cocksucker? Get out of here. Alex. Get the fuck off my show. So you won't, you won't have a real No, yeah, you can leave. You can leave. That's not, that's not, your credit, number one, is payment. Secondly, I give you the added bonus of making you super fucking famous on this show. I absolutely appreciate it. And that. I'm not putting you on the show anymore. Super fucking famous. We're all waiting for the Benji Netflix special, aren't we? So, you know, in music, <clears throat> and uh, I, I play this game when I was younger, and everybody's like, oh, this will give you exposure. This will give you exposure. And you, you don't take money. You play on this. This will give you exposure. At some point, it peaks out. Oh, yeah. And you're like, I'm building to be on the Howard Stern show mm -hmm. like this. It doesn't go higher. Why am I not being compensated? That's right. Like this. This is sort of what I'm thinking. I've made you super famous. So what? I can sell jokes to be on the Howard Stern show. Like I'm supposed to be at this point that I'm being compensated. Mm -hmm. You know, like it. And it just reminds me of this like trap. A lot of musicians get in where they give free work because it's going to bump you up it's going to bump you up and then as they reach the top they're still not getting paid and you just yeah. you're like you are what i'm building to why am i not being paid at this point okay so if you're saying i've made you famous that means that i can sell my jokes elsewhere like literally i'm working to the point that i get credit for questions that you asked, you're selling a book, you're selling a product. I should be getting residuals off of that because this is what I've worked towards. Mm -hmm. Like, where else do I go? We're right. at the top of it right and if, now. And if he's gone to Buckwald and said this, now he's basically calling Buckwald a liar because now there's no credit, there's no nothing. And he's showing you the practices, the business practices that John Stuttering John and Jackie in their books already explained. Buckwald's yeah. a slime, slimy cocksucker just like the client he he, rep, he represents, his, his head star, star client. Two dickheads. Go ahead, Sam. If Howard were a city, it would be like Back to the Future 2 when they go back to Hilldale, <laughs> Hillsdale, <laughs> and it's like crime-ridden and Biff runs it. Yeah. It's just like generational poverty and destruction. Like you ruined everything, you idiot. Right. You didn't you didn't do the things that were gonna build up your society in there. You yeah. idiot. So if well, like, think for think for example, a guy like Paul McCartney, who when he wanted when Michael Jackson owned his publishing for the Beatles and he had to wanted to play Hey Jude at a fucking concert, he had to pay Michael Jackson for the right to use that song in concert. Like yeah. that was how it worked. Of think course. of how galling that would be. If you're a session person, if you're a famous studio, and people like Memphis used to be a famous studio, probably still is, but not with the same, you know, it, not not the same way. Um, if you're a Nashville studio, like everybody wants this kind of sound, and they go to this studio with the hip hop stars, it's m even bigger that way. Like you get a producer that's massive, or a Rick Rubin type person, or Steve Lillywhite, or whoever the fuck, you want a certain sound. That's how those people make their money. They're contractually obligated to produce this, make this sound, play this song, and they'll get compensated by in terms of money. But then there is the reputation increases. They can parlay that into touring gigs. They can turn it into, you know, make their own solo album, let's say. So there is a, a level of fairness in the music industry commensurate to most of the time. If you get make a name for yourself, you will find the, di the dividends. With with Wiggy, what's the fucking dividend? 
nothing. Well, look, look. Do, do you remember? I think it was Carrie when you guys did an episode, and he was like, "Don Buckwald representing Howard and these other people is a complete conflict I, of I, interest." It's a complete conflict of interest because he's going to get a percentage, an agent gets a percentage off of what that main client makes, and he wants that main client to make the highest amount of money because that is what he gets a percentage of. Yep. You know, like, and and you just hear about these deals, and Benji went and complained to him. I don't know what Benji's situation is with. I don't know if he's represented by Don Buckwald, but I don't think so. Don Buckwald's main agent or main client is who he's going to make the highest percentage off of. So the reason why there's a conflict of interest is because you're going to want those other main contributors to get lower percentages and lower amounts of money so that it could be allocated towards your client that you're getting the highest percentages off of. So that's why you run into a conflict of interest. And that's why when you see this sort of monopoly that Don Buckwald seems to have on this show, mm -hmm. he wants all the money that's going to be allocated to the client that he makes the highest percentage off of, which is obviously going to be Howard. Yeah, but, no if he takes, around it. but if he takes a million off of Howard, let's say Howard's million gets siphoned to Fred and Robin's salary, he's their agent as well. So he's getting 15% of that million one way or the other. Well, you, first off, he's getting a lot more than that. You know and, what I mean. And 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 so let's say let's say he has a he has a percentage worked out with Howard. A standard percentage for an agent is thirty percent, and, and an attorney is usually thirty percent. Mm -hmm. Let's say he has a deal with Howard that's forty percent, and we don't know what he has with him, but that's perfectly conceivable. Or if he's able, if he's a super agent, which he is, if he can work the unthinkable, which he does, he will get a higher percentage. I don't so know what that say, industry standard for decades was 10 to 15 percent. OK, so yeah, not even Chris Kardashian gets that. Yeah. Well, 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 an, an attorney fee is usually 30 percent. So let's say we, we don't know what he has. But mm -hmm. what I'm saying is. Let's say he has a let's say he has an insane percentage. Let's say he has 40 okay. percent. OK, let's say he has a deal worked out with Robin where he gets 10 percent. Yeah, he'll want Howard to get as much as possible. He will Robin want to get Howard little. to get more money. Sure. That's course. where you run into this conflict of interest. Like, I thought the conflict of interest would be if Howard or if Robin or Fred gets another role offered to them, say, in film or say in radio, he mm -hmm. won't tell them because he wants his main client to have those two p players well that's in another the radio show that's another aspect he doesn't that's want them to ever leave to it yeah sure. but he's going to tell that's the other thing well there's the conflict of interest of also knowing that uh, uh, let's say client c is being offered something i have to tell my main client client a because it's going to affect because they work together, they're going yeah. to need a scheduling uh, change, whatever it's going to affect the show. Oh, no. And if it's going to piss off Howard, like Don, the other thing is Don doesn't want to have to hear Howard's bullshit. He's being paid to hear his bullshit. But the less bullshit he hears, the better for what he collects. Of course. So of course. if he goes to Robin separately and says, look, how much are you going to be happy with? This is how much we're going to give you. How much more do you want? She's the only one with a bit of bargaining power. 
because she has dirt on him that she could unload at any fucking time if she wants and the money to pay for her own attorneys. Fred, not so much. He's useless. Just as useless, but way less, you know, like financially well off. It, it really, any way you cut it, the favored client is always going to get favored. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, that's why you want an agent that doesn't have everybody involved because an agent is always going to work in your best interest because it that's works right. in their best interest. And yep. so if you have someone representing someone who's taking precedent, they're yep. always going to work in their interests more yep. than they're going to work in anybody else's interests. Absolutely. And that's why Jackie never went with him because he knows how it works. This guy has a premier client. Yep. That is going to be his chief focus of interest. And yep. everybody else will be secondary and they will have to take secondary contracts because that's just how business works. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just the way it is. I guarantee if Jackie had had Buckwald for uh, uh, an agent, he would have made 50% of the money he was making and would not have asked Howard for any more money. Couldn't have. Of course. Yeah. Your so, chief client, you're going to ask him, what do you want? What do you want to make? Yeah. And and that guy knows, like, if you're on a, if you're on a sports team, you go, what do you want to make? I yeah, want to make ahead. $10 million a year. Okay, Wait, well, if you want to make $10 million a year, yeah. then this guy has to make this much a year. And this guy has to make this much a year. So if he's representing all those other people, then their best interests aren't in his best interests. Okay. The main guy is in his best interests, so... Are we ready to wrap this one up, Sam? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, because we could talk for ages for this one. So um, let's wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for this. Uh, we'll, when we, uh, we're not sure where this will fall, but we hope you enjoy it. Any closing words and comments, guys? No. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've shed it all, guys. So have a good one. Stay safe, and we love you guys. Take care.